sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, El Robles. What's up, guys? Episode 57, Edward. 57. I'm trying to think of... Uh... Jesus Christ, that was the longest part. Probably wasn't well, the longest I mean, part, but it was pretty I was long. Try- I was trying to think of it. You know what I mean? We're not going to find a player. We're, we're just not. Uh, Kair was tech. Well, no, not Kair. Uh, Salamaker. But he's 56. No, yeah. Um, he was 56. But at this point, we're not going to find players. I mean, maybe once we hit like the 70s and the 90s, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll touch a few players. But like, it's just a weird number, man. It's just a really weird. These are the weird numbers in soccer, bro. Like, we're not going to see people with these numbers. Yeah, that's true. Or we're not going to remember these players with these numbers, to be more exact. But yeah, so episode 57, man, this is a very, very loaded episode. Um, Obviously, well, so we have only one headline this this episode. Um, It is touching on the scandal that's involving the NWSL with Paul Riley. Um, Me and Edward didn't feel necessarily that we had the chops to cover this big of a of a headline, at least by, just by me and Edward. We're not the NWSL experts. We don't follow the NWSL as deeply as many others do. We love the NWSL. We love what, you know, the things that, some of the things that they're doing. We love, the league is fun to watch. We see the quality, but we just don't follow the league to be able to confidently give you guys this information. So we went, we went for somebody to help us out with that one. And we brought in Mackenzie Fasulo from Woso Digital Media. We brought her in. This was someone that we've been wanting to find a way to incorporate in our show. Somehow, ideally, would have been to cover, preview the NWSL final or the playoffs. Um, but this is, the, this is what we ended up covering. But it's a big, massive thing that's going on with the NWSL. Unfortunately, it's a negative thing. Um, and it's kind of like, kind of pisses me off that this is what's going to be talked about from the, the big heads, you know, obviously ESPN, FS1, instead of all the other good things that the, that the NWSL has been able to do. But the best part of all is that is we got to bring in Mackenzie um, and she got to, to tell us her perspective of what's going on with this. And, and I think we came out learning a lot, Edward. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, it's... Um... It's a pretty hard topic, honestly. We've covered it quite a few times now. And um, I really think um, that, like, like we, we explained it earlier that, you, you know, we wish it was, a, it was under better circumstances and stuff like that, that we could do everything for the WSL. So it's just... Um, and, and we understand. I, I guess. I guess. Oh. I, guess, I, guess I guess it's more of a, they, they highlight more of the that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. And but, I mean. And, oh. No. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Go off, King. <laughs> go off, King. No. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, it's true. Like, I wish we could talk more positive things about him, and we do try to bring it into like, hey, you know, check out this game, or uh, you know, this player, you know, hit this milestone, but. 
this is the stuff that, you know, the major stuff, like, yeah, like she said, ESPN, stuff like that. That's what brings it out. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, uh, what was I? Oh, and, and I mean, in this podcast, yes, we, we know that we, we, we take things a little lightly. We like to joke around when we can, but you know, when, when it's time to get serious, obviously we do go, we do get serious. We might spread some humor here or there, but, um, super serial, but we, we try to, you know, when it comes to moments like this, we want to do it right. And that was why we brought in Mackenzie for this headline. So thanks to Mackenzie at Wilson digital media, make sure you guys follow her on uh Wilson digital media's platforms. So we will, we'll, 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 we'll tag her on all our graphics for this episode. So make sure that you guys make sure you do that. But also, Edward, we also have a kind of going from a very serious topic to kind of going a little bit on the, on the lighter end. We also have an interview with Alexi Guerrero from the soccer cooligans. If you guys don't know the soccer cooligans, obviously they are a soccer podcast with two comedians. They're on Fubo TV. They, you know, these guys are huge. Like when it comes to soccer podcasting, these guys are very, very huge. And we were able to get Alexi Guerrero to come in. And it just to me, honestly, one of the coolest interviews that I've gotten to do. I have to, I, I feel like I keep saying that this is the coolest interview I've done. Like I, it's like, it just keeps like, I keep topping it. Sorry, Glenn Davis, but <laughs> I just seem to top it somehow. <laughs> but uh, it was so cool to, to meet Alexi Guerrero. He's, he's, he's very funny. Um, yeah, you guys are gonna love that interview. Uh, uh, hopefully, we can we could do some some stuff with the with the soccer cooligans because that was definitely a, another thing on my bucket list of people that I wanted to interview in this podcast. And here we are, we're doing it. And then we'll finally get to me and Edward talking, which is game recaps, our players of the week. Give you guys some uh, some games coming up. Which, if you guys don't know, it is the international break once again. Um, some people like it, some people don't like it. You know, but it's World Cup qualifiers, so these games do mean something at least. But the MLS will be playing NWSL. We'll let you know the games that are possibly going to be in the NWSL because I'm just not sure if there's going to be games because of what's going on. But you know, Mackenzie seems pretty confident that there will be game. There will be games being played, so I'm gonna take her stance. But obviously, World Cup qualifiers are coming up this week, so we're gonna. Let you know of the stretch of games. So not just this weekend, but the stretch of games that are coming up for the international break that you guys should probably check out. And then we'll wrap things up with a three up, three down that, uh, you know, for you people that love the social events would probably relate to. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're going to get going with the headlines from, uh, with, with, uh, with us and Mackenzie. And then you're going to go into the interview with Alexi Guerrero. And then. We'll keep going to the game recaps. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. All right, guys. We have a special guest with us for this headline portion of the podcast from Woso Digital Media, Mackenzie Fasugo. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. We've been wanting to do something with you for a while. Um, 
probably wish it would have been something a little bit cooler, like a preview for the NWSL final, which I mean, there's that's also a whole other can of worms as well. But you know what? We're glad that we got you here. But before we talk about the whole Paul Riley incident, how did you get into soccer and what was the digital media? What was the inspiration? Yeah, so I've been playing soccer since I was like four. My grandpa actually started um, a club here in Raleigh that's still running and is actually probably one of the biggest clubs in the country. He's won some national championships with their top teams. So I think it was kind of just like me and my brother didn't really have a choice. We were going to play soccer. Um, and I just stuck with it. And then for Woso Digital during the pandemic, I was just kind of like trying to find something to do and was like, maybe I'll just start this media company that promotes women's soccer. So that's my biggest passion and obviously the game has grown some but there's still a lot of growing for it to do so just any way I can help you know promote it and tell the stories of the women that are playing um it's just something that I'm really passionate about that's good I mean we try to talk about NWSL when we can but obviously we're not experts this is why we brought in the big guns for this one um so yeah Paul Riley former manager of North Carolina Courage gets fired because sexual allegations arose again yeah so apparently i guess i didn't know this a lot of people didn't know so he's coached in america he's from liverpool but he's been coaching in america for like 11 years now at a few different stops along the way since the nwsl is the third league now um but in portland some a player did um report some allegations and it was looked at by portland and i guess they turned what they found over to the league uh, so one issue with the NWSL, there's not a lot of transparency. They don't really release anything when things like this happen. But the issue was Portland just fire or his contract was coming to an end and they just said they didn't renew it because they hadn't done good that season. They never said they terminated him because of these allegations. So then he was able to go get hired um, in New York for the Western New York Flash five months later as a head coach. So that's the first issue is that people are like, how is he ever able to even become a head coach again and let this keep going? And then here we are a few years later, obviously the flash became the courage and he's been coaching them the last few years and obviously just got terminated. So I think people's biggest issue is just like sending from Portland and the league's office. How is this ever able to continue or how is he able to keep moving from team to team? And then obviously we have this interview between Fairley and Shim that helped out and kind of brought this back out to surface it. Um, is, is it just Shim and Fairley or are there other players as well? Yeah. So um, I want to say to Meg Lanahan, who wrote the athletic story, it was a fantastic piece. She does so much for the women's game. Um, and obviously that wasn't an easy piece to write, but I thought she did it really well. They were the two that came forward with their names. I want to say there's a few that kept their names out of it, um, but, you know, put their input in there. So I think it was more than just two, but those were the two that really he was, you know, abusing, um, obviously, sexual harassment and abuse. But they were saying mentally and verbally as well, as they felt like they kind of owed him for their careers and they weren't. You know, they're not the Alex Morgans and the Tobin Heath and the Megan Rapinos. Like, you know, you're not going to end their career, but they were scared if they came out and said something, he could end, you know, their careers, um, drop them from the team. But the one girl, it had started back, I want to say in Philly is where he was coaching in the league before the NWSL. It started there. 
and then kind of she was just on the same team and I remember she was saying she got traded to Houston and then when he became the head coach in Portland she said she had a feeling like oh my god he's gonna trade for me and he did and she ended up like not even be able to finish the season like collapsed in the middle of the game because she said she just couldn't take it anymore and take playing for him which is obviously super sad the whole situation um is sad but yeah so there was more than just the two players but those are the two you know main ones that came out and put their names out there and spoke about all the different you know instances that they had with him yeah i I mean some of the instances that i at least read were very disturbing the one that definitely hits to me is the fact that you had riley getting women to kiss each other yeah that's bad um obviously all that's bad but i think it was like he had them he does some like suicide drill that i guess they all hate and he had told them like if they were to kiss you know the team didn't have to run or do that that week um so they did that i think he made some other comments i think one of them is gay and was like saying she didn't look like she would be gay and how, like, are she sure that she is and all these things, which is obviously inappropriate as well to even be questioning that and putting, like, stereotypes on what that looks like. Um, But, yeah, it's part of it's on the league as well. This is the fifth person in power this year, this season, that's been fired. And it just comes from not having transparency and letting these people there's three other people that have been fired and they also had all had allegations prior to becoming head coaches again. So it's just a whole issue with the NWSL that needs to be fixed. And with this rising, you had obviously NWSL calling off the weekend. And and so do you feel that there's going to be more weekends being called off because of the investigation or what, what exactly do you feel right now? Well, they're supposed to have games on Wednesday, a few teams. Um, That was that were already scheduled. They haven't said anything, so I'm not positive. I think they'll be played just because um, I think they are going to have to get them done because the playoffs and finals are, like, set dates. But with that being said, if they decide not to play again, I think, obviously, I stand with them. I think most people stand with them. Their mental health needs to come first. But I think it was just like the news came on a Thursday and then the Courage were supposed to play on a Friday and there's just no way. I think some of those players were probably in shock. I know some of them had tweeted out that they had been like sick to their stomachs. And I know Heyo or Heather O'Reilly, who played for the Courage for a year or two and is now retired, said she tweeted something out like two days later that she had been um, sick to her stomach the last 36 hours and things like that. I do think that they'll play. I think, you know, Obviously, Paul Riley's been terminated. The commissioner resigned, which is one thing that they wanted since she, um, those two players had reached out to her six months ago asking her to reopen the Paul Riley thing, and she didn't. So that's six more months that you're allowing if there was any abuse going on in Carolina, which I'm not, you know, sure about. But that's six more months that you're letting that happen and letting him be in a power of position. But I do think the players will play. I think they just needed the weekend to kind of all gather themselves. Because like I said, three, this is the fourth head coach. And the general manager has also been fired this year due to anti-harassment investigations. Yeah, because I do know that the Players Association has been calling for a full investigation on Riley. Um, But yeah, like you said, Lisa Barrett ends up stepping down. Um, Yeah, just because of 
the fact that there was no investigation being done by NWSL. Luckily, FIFA and U.S. Soccer Federation is stepping in. Um, so where do you feel with that? I think, so U.S. Soccer is bringing in someone to investigate. I forget her name, but it is someone like huge and it's a really good step. And then you have the NWSL who I still think is taking the incorrect steps because they're also bringing a third party lawyer in to investigate. But she's also someone who refused, refused to investigate um, Epstein when people were reporting about his sex trafficking. So people are kind of like, that's who you're bringing in to investigate when that's one of the biggest like sex trafficking rings known. Um yeah, so I think the NWSL is still taking some wrong steps, but I think U.S. soccer, as we know, hasn't always been, you know, up here either. But they did take away his coaching license and are bringing in a really good lawyer to investigate. So I think that they are taking the right steps. Yeah, it's and, and the thing that sucks even more right now is just the fact that NWSL has done some positive things, obviously going back to the pandemic where they were able to do the Challenge Cup being the first professional league to actually have their season go uh, on. Um, and I do believe that the players got some benefits um, and coverage for that. And so there was all these positive things that obviously nobody was covering. No one was talking about it. And then now we're seeing ESPN talking about this. So. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because to me, that's another issue is you don't ever want to talk about them. But when it comes to players trauma, Suddenly, you know, you're tweeting about it. And I was out to eat the other night and they had ESPN on and they were doing a segment on it. But I'm like, you don't ever want to talk about their highlights or anything like that. And I think that's also part of the issue is these platforms don't give them recognition. And then, you know, that doesn't help the game grow. And that's also why we're still in this position of no transparency and these coaches and general managers um, taking advantage of players. So I think, yeah, it's definitely frustrating to see them all of a sudden reporting about players trauma but never just like a highlight of a crazy goal but if it was the mls or the premier league or whatever they would be highlighting it so yeah it, it for sure and i mean so far it's not been looking good for nw so obviously you had the the ordeal that happened with the houston dash at the beginning of the season with a, a stupid security guard i actually know who it was oh. by the way oh. <laughs> that was not good either and then yeah they're just like didn't report on what the findings were it was just like whatever and then they find players and coaches who were tweeting about the situation which is also messed up as well like they're just trying to stand up for their teammate and their player but you're gonna find them but not let everyone know what you found during the investigation so yeah that was that wasn't good you had the oh rain coach had to resign uh Washington he got terminated the general manager at Gotham got terminated same with the Louisville coach he was also terminated and still like the investigations are just like okay it was investigated but there's no full transparency so the league definitely needs a full-on I think like redo are the cases very similar yeah so the O.O. Reign, he resigned, and then we just found out this week why, but he just had said something in front of the entire team that, like, wasn't appropriate. Um, I think, like, abusive, like, verbal abuse. They had him resign, but the issue with him is he used to coach at PSG, I think, and when Lindsay Horan was there, he, like, really verbally abused her, and she's come out and talked about that 
So people knew. They still hired them. It happened, you know, at Earl Rain, and they did cut ties right away, but that just came out this week that that was why. Gotham, their general manager, which was a woman, they did the anti-harassment investigation, terminated her. Nobody knows what happened there. Um, what hasn't been made public. Looter Spirit, he was for emotional and verbal abuse. And before he became a coach of the Spirit, he was a youth coach. And parents had reported him. Yet again, the NWSL hires him. Several players have now come out and said that they left the team because of him. Um, and then suddenly he had stepped down from his coaching position, but was going to still be in the front office. Then the next day it came out he was being investigated. So I don't know the line there or what kind of happened. But he has now, he's, I think, can't ever work in the NWSL again or something like that. He can't do anything with the players. Louisville, uh, it was just he was terminated for claws. Whatever that means, nobody knows. He had also had some inappropriate relationships when he was at Sky Blue, when it was Sky Blue. He's now married to that player, but still was hired. (laughs) And then he was also let go. Yeah. But just four claws and everyone or four cause and everyone's like, we don't know what that means. So it's just the issue of transparency. Like just let us know. Wow. It's crazy. That's that's insane. Like and how they were all just able to be hired again as head coaches is like obviously another big issue because you're just letting the abuse happen. Well, yeah, and then even even I'm like just listening to all this, it makes me cringe. Like, I'm just, this is really awkward. It's cringy. It's just, to me, it's wrong. Like, I wouldn't want my family to be dealing with people like this. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why, yeah, it's just, there's almost like no words for it. Because it's like, okay, if no one knew, but that's three, that's four head coaches who have had previous, you know, allegations against them and then have still been able to go be a head coach, which is just wrong. and. The other thing is, like, yeah, Lisa stepped down, and people were pressuring her to step down. Okay, but then why are these, like, men that are in positions of power, these owners and general managers, they should also be being pressured. Mm-hmm. Just like the Portland general manager and owner, you also they also let this happen because they didn't say anything. They just fired Paul Riley in Portland and then let him go to New York. So I think they also need to be. Owners, it's kind of hard because you can't, that's their choice if they're going to give up the team or not. Well, I mean, the U- Utah was able to take care of that one. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that has to do with because they also have a MLS team or what, but I know Spirit, they've been hanging signs and stuff at their games and chanting, like, sell the team, Steve. Um, we'll see if he does. I doubt the guy in Portland will because he also owns the Timbers and he just doesn't seem like someone that would step down. But to me, that's like part of the issue and they're all coming out saying like, oh, we didn't know the extent or like, we're sorry for any harm we caused. But I'm just kind of like, no one's really taking that. It's like the typical PR jargon that you would hear. Yeah, that he put out like four days later. So I'm like, clearly you've been like probably talking to a lawyer or someone who was like, this is what you should put out. But yeah, it's all just really disappointing and frustrating, I think. The Paul Riley one is just, I mean, obviously verbal and emotional abuse is not okay either, but I think some of the details of his are just, yeah, there's no words. 
and and this is just a sample size because I I know that even, I, I feel like this could even be mentioned in the college ranks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's tons of stuff. I'm sure there's more NWSL stories that we don't know about or players haven't felt comfortable coming forward. I think now, hopefully, you know, players will. And I know that the NWSL, I don't know if it was them or the Players Association, has put out something now where there's like an anonymous, uh, you can send something in and your name doesn't have to be on it. Um, for abuse, which is back at Portland, the girl who reported it, she actually went to Alex Morgan because um, she was in Portland at the time. It was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And so Alex Morgan did help her file the complaint, but there was no way to do it where they didn't know it was her. She was kind of scared about. Um, so yeah, I do want to shout out Alex Morgan as well, because she also helped with the, get the anti-harassment policy implemented earlier this year. So I do think, you know, someone of her status helping these players that obviously don't have her status and just trying to progress the game is obviously very helpful. Um, But yeah, she's done a lot for this story as well. But it's just, yeah, it's sad. Which is what you want to hear from a player like Alex Morgan. Exactly, because if they don't stand up for them, no one else is really going to. Because like those girls said, they were scared if they came out and said something, either, you know, he would in their careers or that the league would shut down because it wasn't stable enough to survive a scandal like that. Um, but yeah, so I think you know, that's obviously great from Alex Morgan and she did it at Tottenham too. She approached their owner and said like the facilities that the women were at were not good enough. Then suddenly they were practicing at the same facility as the men. So she definitely knows that she has our some power. power. I mean, sometimes sometimes you do need Karen to step in. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, She's not I mean, playing around. So... Yeah, man. Sometimes you need to speak to the manager and get it done. But how yeah. how do you feel with, I guess, the board of of commissioners, I guess, that, that what the NWSL will be doing in the meantime till they find a new commissioner? I think it's okay, but, like, one of the girls on it, one or women on it, she was the previous commissioner before Lisa Beard. So, like, why is she back on it? She left, like, she's now working for Orlando Pride slash City, but people didn't like her when she was there as the commissioner, so I'm kind of confused why she's on it. Another issue is, like, they're all white women. Like, can we just put, a per- like, a person of color in there as well? Because those players obviously have also you know, gone through stuff and need someone, I think, to represent them. Um, so I think it's okay. I just think their choices. I don't know why. I mean, Duffy's back on it. And I don't know why there's not, like, a person of color or a former player back on it. Because I think, like, Gotham did well. Their new general manager is a former player. So to me, like, okay, she's going to have, you know, the mindset of putting the players first and making sure everything's going smoothly. So, I mean, I think it's an okay idea until they find a commissioner. I just don't know if they picked all the right people. I think that just seems to be the trend right now with NWSO is that they have these ideas. It's just the execution isn't there. Yeah. It's like, okay, you have the right idea, but like, I don't know what doesn't click. Like that's not going to come across great. In the public. I mean, as soon as they put that out, everyone was tweeting, like, so you're like, 
be about the man Duffy and not having a person of color or former player, kind of just like, okay, it's a good idea, but could we make it a little bit better by choosing the correct people to be on the board? Okay. So that that's definitely definitely a little bit of a concern, at least going into it. Um but I mean, like, how do you feel now with that with this scandal coming out? And you know, obviously you said that Riley threatening that the scandal could would ruin the NWSL. How do you necessarily feel about that statement? I think at the time, yes, because two leagues had folded. Um, and it was like still the beginning of the NWSL. So I feel like I don't know if that them coming out, you know, five years ago or whatever would have folded the league, but I can see where it would have made it hard. I think now, you know, the league will survive this. I just think they have to find a way to like gain everyone's trust back and rebuild. I think, you know, the players are the league, right? It's not these owners. It's not whatever. Like the players are the ones that have kept this league going because of who they like. Obviously we have some of the best players in the world and we've had internationals over here. I mean, we have Marta, obviously, like, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Um, so yeah, she's a player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope she never retires, but I'm not ready for that day. <laughs> but I think, you know, she, or not she, but the players are the league. And I think, you know, they've gained enough momentum where this isn't going to hurt them. If anything, it's probably going to help them. And I think more people are going to rally around the league now and things like that. So I think now the league will be fine, but I do agree with um, the girls that came out that in the beginning, it might not have survived. Uh, Which is unfortunate because they should have been able to come out as soon as it happened and not felt that way. That's true. That's very true. Do you expect to see any sort of protest coming up in 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 these Wednesday games? Like from the fans? Yeah, the fans and just, I guess, players. all the players as well. Or just in general? Yeah. Um, I know, like, in the MLS, there's already been signs and chants and things like that um, at the games. So I would imagine it, in the NWSL, yes, so I'll actually be at the Courage game on Wednesday. So I'll be interested to see what that's like. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, sometimes players come out t-shirts and things like that we'll see if they've you know made some that have some type of statement but i do think that the fans will have something to say at every um game whether it's the courage or just any game across the nwsl but yeah it will be interesting to see how those games go when they do resume if there's one thing i know about the nwsl the fans will let you know yeah they're not afraid to voice it their opinions whatsoever. Um, so, I mean, at the Courage game, I don't really know what they could chant because he's gone. Um, but that will be interesting just to see if there's like signs and banners, things like that. Or yeah, if the players do any type of protest before the game, that'll definitely be interesting just across the board. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure you'll you'll definitely have it all posted on all your stuff. All if anything right. goes all right. down. <laughs> Yeah, let us know how the environment is after all this. Yeah, I definitely will because I was supposed to go to the game Friday, like the day after it came out. And in my head, I was just like, "This is going to be not good." So I'm kind of glad that we didn't have it because I think that would have been even worse. But yeah, but I still think on Wednesday it could get interesting for sure. All right, we can't wait to see that. 
All right. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. Um, hopefully we can bring you back something a little bit more positive. Um, but tell the people where they can find you. On social media at Woso Digital. So just W-O-S-O-D-I-G-I-T-A-L. And then also the podcasts are on Apple and Spotify. We have a website as well. So that's just WosoDigitalMedia.com. All right. We'll definitely be sharing that. When we drop this episode on Friday, buy these shirts. It says athletes are human too, and mental health matters. We're selling them for a documentary that some NWSL players are going to be in, sharing their stories. So, all right, definitely send us that link so we can go ahead and also share that as well. I was actually going to comment on the shirts. Yes, so they're for sale, and just some blue ones that say mental health matters as well. Um, So all the money will go towards the documentary and paying the players. All right. Make sure you guys the link. We're gonna we're gonna send a link on our social media, so you guys better <laughs> click on that and take care of these players because that shirt is pretty dope. I mean, this is audio, so you guys can't see it, but it is a cool shirt. But you'll see it on the website. So that's all that matters. But thank you, Mackenzie, and uh, hopefully we can do some more stuff with you. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Hey. You- All right, guys, we have a very special guest. He is a comedian. He's one part of the soccer cool games that you can actually listen to on Fubo TV. That's a very sick brag, by the way. Uh, <laughs> kicking it on Complex. And if you guys watch BoJack Horseman, this guy was fucking Eduardo. And that is, yep. of course, Alexi Guerrero. Yes! What's going on? I like that you hit me with the Alexi Guerrero. Like, I'm getting, I'm, I feel like I'm getting yelled at by my mom. Everyone just says Alexis. You hit me with the Alexi. <laughs> I, nah, like, I, I, I did you right. And then plus, now I, I was like, a... did I not clean my room? What happened? You know, every <laughs> once in a while when our host who's Latino brings me to stage, they hit me with like the full like, Alexi Guerrero. They roll the R's in there. I'm like, man, that feels so dumb. I feel like I need salsa music to come up to stage. A little reggaeton. <laughs> Get like the full Paul Rodriguez experience to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, people How don't know been, about man? that. That Latin King right there. <laughs> Dude, of course. Legend. Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> All right. So normally with these interviews, we usually start off of how you got into soccer, but obviously you're a comedian, so I definitely need to kick this in. How did you get into comedy? I mean, there's a lot of great Latin comedians, but I mean, you know, just want to yeah. see what was your influence. I mean, dude, I mean, I, tons. But, you know, it's funny, like, uh, you know, George Lopez, I think when I was really coming into like uh, trying to figure out like, you know, comedy is weird. Like you, something inspires you. I've always been funny. Like it's one of those things like, when I was a kid, people said like, you know, people would always be like, you should be a comedian. You should be a comedian. Like, I just use comedy as my way. Like, I grew up in a really bad neighborhood. So, like, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. Like, my ability to, like, survive was because I was able to roast people and they wouldn't get too upset. Or, like, I'd be able to make a joke out of a bad situation and we would all be able to move on. Um, shit like that. So, I kind of always use comedy as, like, my defense mechanism. So, I knew I had it. I, I knew I switched schools. I got in trouble in sixth grade and I switched to a different school. And some kids started roasting me and I just roasted them back so hard that like, I remember the whole school just like, everyone in my class just like stopped. Like there was no one could say anything. And that's the moment that I remember it clicking and being like, oh, oh, my level of doing this is different. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, maybe this is something I can do something with. I went into the corporate world and then like I tried to do that and I got laid off 
and I had a really good severance package. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start stand up. And uh, my wife at the time we had just got married. She's like, yeah, you should try stand up. And I've been in it ever since. Uh, but my my idols were like, what? Do Comedy Central now is like you know TV shows and shit. When I was a kid, it was just a never ending scroll of comedians. It was like a clip from a comedian performing in this city and then switched to a, a clip of a different comedian. So you just heard nothing but the best jokes from across the country all day. And it's how I taught myself English. Um, I would watch TV because I didn't learn English. Till I was like nine years old. Um, obviously, you learn it a little bit in school, but just watching TV, I got to understand like how to use uh, English. You know what I mean? How to use words differently other than how they teach you in books. So like legends for me coming up were like, Greg Giraldo, Patrice O'Neill, uh, George Lopez was a big influence. Uh, Paul Rodriguez was already a big name. And then you go back and watch some of the old heads, like people who knew I like comedy would give me like, you know, uh, with like videos and shit of older comics, like Freddie Prince and, and dudes like that who were Latin. And it's like, you could see like, all right, there's a core of us that can do this. Um, and obviously John Leguizamo and his one man shows and, and stuff like that. Like all that stuff was just legendary to me. So. I, I've always said this, like people keep asking me like, yo, how'd you get into comedy? I want to get into comedy. I want to do comedy. I say, just get up on stage, like go do an open mic. You'll know right away when you grab that microphone and you tell a joke, whether you get a laugh or not, you'll know right away if it's for you. As soon as I did that, my first joke, as soon as I said it, and I did get some laughs, it didn't hit, but I got some laughs. I didn't care. One person laughing to me was like an arena going nuts. And I was like, nah, I, I'm never doing anything else. Like, this is the only thing I care about. Yeah, I, th- I think for sure. And I mean, growing, you know, because comedy is essentially kind of therapeutic in some weird ways. You know, mm-hmm. you're putting out your whole life story out there, your perspective on things. And it's like, it, it, so that's the, that's like kind of the, the, the funny part about comedy is that, you know, also not only is it to get on stage and, and do that, but also be willing to let people know who you are exactly. Okay, well, there's some people yeah, I mean, that lie about themselves, but... <laughs> tons. And also, stop. Please stop getting medical advice from comedians. Uh, but, you know, like, for... Uh, like, we're, honestly, we take everything that happens to us and we tell it on stage with a funny ending. You know what I mean? And sometimes the funny ending was already in the story or sometimes it links up to something else we were talking about. But here's a good example of the difference between a regular person and a comedian. Uh, I shit my pants in Dallas. And the first thing I thought about was, oh, this is going to make a great joke. I the first thing I thought about after shitting my pants was that I was going to tell everyone I could with amplification with a microphone this story. Most people would be embarrassed. I'm like, oh, this will be a good joke. Like anything bad that's ever happened to us, anything good that's ever happened to us just becomes more fodder for for something to tell on stage. And usually it's trying to get a point across or trying to get like our, you know, thought process across. I'm a little different. I just want people to have a good time. I'm not necessarily trying to give you my philosophy on life and stuff. Um, but there's a lot of comics that do do that. But that's just who we are. Like something terrible. I, like a friend of mine who's a comic, you know, called me a, a few weeks ago and was like, yo, I, my wife left me, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting divorced. I'm like, buddy, you got a new hour. You know what I mean? What are you crying <laughs> about? You know, you got your next special, you know? What you upset about? Good for you, you know? Like that's just who we are. We're kind of broken, you know? Hey, you know, it, it, that's, the, that's the way it goes. But, what Absolutely. exactly was that journey like for you? Obviously, you said you got out of corporate America and, and you took this shot. You took that that shot and went into the, I guess, obviously, you went into those like small shows, small venues. Yeah. But how exactly um, was that journey progressed? You know, I, I didn't know anyone in, in the comedy world. And I think it's the same when we started the uh, the podcast. 
uh, the soccer podcast. Like we didn't know anyone in this world. But the one thing I've always said is like, you know, talent should precede everything else, right? Like if you actually work hard and you have talent and you develop that talent, um, everything else should kind of fall in place. That's the hope, you know? And I think if you just go forward that way, it'll happen. That was my, that was my thought process in the corporate world. I knew I could talk to people. I was like, I don't know, I'll go into sales. You know, I'm not really interested in anything else. I didn't want to be like an accountant or anything else. I was like, sales, I could just bullshit with people and make money. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Bonus at the end of every month. And I did so well that I got promoted and I was a manager by the age of like 23, 24 years old. So I knew I had, if I just applied that into comedy and I didn't really know how to start. So I just started asking around like, hey, you know, how does someone, I would call comedy clubs and go, yo, how does somebody start? And everyone would say like, you got to do an open mic, got to do an open mic, got to do an open mic, which is just you sign up and anyone can get up and do anything, whether you've been a comic for years or not. A lot of comics that are super famous will still go to an open mic and try out some new, new joke to figure out the wording of it. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I signed up for an open mic. It was $5. You get to tell jokes for five minutes. And uh, there's a bunch of free ones as well. By the way, if you don't have money, you can still do it. But um, this is the one I signed up for. And I remember there was no one in the audience. Outside of New York, there's generally audience members will show up to see like, oh, let's see who's next in the city. That's going to be funny. In New York, it's just the comics that are getting up. So no one, everyone's looking at their notebooks. And I remember feeling like the room was so sad, you know? And I was like, I thought comedy was going to be like all class clowns. You know, I thought it was going to be like a bunch of people like roasting each other and having fun. It's like now these people just like looking in their notebooks and they're, they're not really thinking about like connecting with other comics and having a good time. It's just so different than who I was. But as soon as I got up, I knew. And then I asked some of the other comics were like, hey, that was really funny. And I was like, what are you guys doing after this? And like, we're going on another open mic. I'm like, there's another one. And we went to that one. And the next thing you know, I did like three that first night. And then a bunch of them told me about more the next day. and then. You just do that for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then people start. What I realized is a lot of the people in that room would run their own shows in like these small venues, like the back of bars or bowling alleys that have like another room attached, or like one of them ran it in the basement of a laundromat. Like there was a show down there, and audience members would show up. I'm like, I don't know why I thought I was getting murdered. I'm not sure why you didn't think you were going to get murdered going into this room. At least I knew I was booked, but. Um, little by little, you do these crappy little shows and, and they're fun and you hang out with friends. And next thing you know, you get booked on bigger shows and bigger shows. And then you get passed at a few clubs and then you get asked to open for comics. So you're traveling around the, the country, sometimes the world. And now I'm at the point where I headline. So I'm, I'm the comic who's like asking younger comics or newer comics. Hey, do you want to come on the road with me and open for me? You know, you'll do 15 or 20 up top. I'll do the, I'll do an hour after that. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, I'm not a big time headliner by any stretch of the imagination, not just yet, but I'm doing like your C and your B rooms. And, you know, I'm getting to that point where my notoriety is getting me to the point where I can start to sell a lot more tickets so I can do bigger rooms. And it's been a wild journey. It's been 12 years, you know, it's been a wild journey, but it's one of those things where I look back and I'm like, shit, you know, I, all I did was pick up a microphone and just worked hard. Listen to my jokes. Like it's game tape and say like that word's not necessary. You know, this part isn't hitting. Do I even need that? Get rid of everything that's not necessary for the punchline to work. And, you know, that takes a five minute joke and makes it into 30 seconds. It's kind of scary because now you got to write a bunch more. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what it takes. That's what it takes to get people to laugh. And I've always leaned on my ability to, like, if it's not working, talk about what's going on in the room, talk to someone in the audience, you know, riff, you know, that kind of stuff. So long, long answer to your, to your, uh, to your question. But, you know, the, the thing is, start, go to an open mic. And if you don't want to do stand up, stand up and you want to go do improv, go sign up for an improv class. 
If you've always wanted to just do stuff on Instagram, just start doing stuff on Instagram or on TikTok. And you know, be, try to be funny on there. I won't consider you a comedian until you do stand-up, but you, at least you'll be funny and you'll probably be making more money than most stand-ups because there's branding opportunities on TikTok. So do you. But like, whatever you think you want to do that's funny, go do it. I looked up to comedians when I was coming up and it's something I've always wanted to do and I've always felt comfortable. So that's how I started. And you know, that's where I met Christian, uh, the co-host of The Cooligans. He's a comedian as well. And here we are. Now I have a soccer TV show, which is insane. Yeah. And we're going to get into that, man. So obviously, what got you into this game? Because, you know, you're, you're Cuban, Cubano, yeah. which, by the way, best soccer I've ever powerhouses. <laughs> what are you talking about? And well, I'm from a, my family's from El Salvador, so I can't really say much either. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, but look, at least people in El Salvador like, you know, uh, football. I mean, it, it is different now. Uh, you know, I you see a lot of pictures of my cousins in, in Cuba. They'll be wearing like the bootleg, you know, Barcelona kits and Real Madrid kits and, you know, uh, Bayern Munich. And there's a lot of clubs that have started like investing in Cuba, potential talent. A lot of athletes uh, come out of Cuba. Um, so it's changing. But yeah, I'm Cuban and my co-host is Dominican. And I, I'll never forget, Bundesliga flew us out just before COVID, flew us out to go check out two matches. We saw uh, the match where the, the Bayern, uh, uh, Bayern Munich manager got fired, which was... Uh, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Bayern Munich. And then we saw uh, Cologne versus Dusseldorf. Um, and I think I, uh, Frankfurt beat uh, Bayern 5-1. It was crazy. Um, but in that process, we were introduced to like, we were with a bunch of media people. And it, this was the the trip for the media people from North and South America. And uh, I remember we like introduced like the president of Bundesliga and all that. And we were all hanging out and we were with the American media because that's like the group that they flew us in with. And Christian and I started speaking Spanish to each other because we were talking uh, shit about some dudes there next to us. Uh, and one of the one of the Latin American guys heard us and he was like, oye, hablan español. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo soy cubano, yo dominicano. And he's like, what are you doing here? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we have a show in the States about football. And he's like, what? Why? And I'm like, I, what? I was like, we're stand-up comic. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, but you're Cuban and he's Dominican. You guys don't even talk. You don't care about this sport at all. I was like, no, we do. And we have a TV show. And he was like, hold on. He's like, come with me. And then like all the Chilean and, and Argentinian and, and Mexican uh, reporters were like, what? <laughs> Why? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like no one <laughs> believes us that this is like, I keep trying to explain to Americans like this is rare. But it was like when I was a kid, I grew up in Newark which was like a huge Brazilian and Portuguese population, massive Trini, massive Jamaican, massive Grenada, massive Guyanese. Like if you didn't watch soccer or care about it, you, you were weird. You know what I mean? Like you were the one who stood out. Like I remember as a kid, like people would, would be wearing like sambas and stuff all the time just in case a game popped off. Like it was cool to be a fan of the sport. And little by little, like the only teams that really showed before NBC Sports took over, they showed a lot of Bundesliga but all the teams that everyone I knew growing up cared about were either Brazilian teams, Benfica, Sporting, or Porto, or everyone cared about either United or Arsenal. Those were the two. And a lot of my friends were United. So I was like, oh, I'll go over here, Arsenal. And that's like Thierry Henry. And like, you know, it was just insane. It was like, this was like, what a time to be an Arsenal fan, you know? And we couldn't even watch a lot of the matches. I'd go to my friends' houses that were Portuguese, and they used to have these like huge satellite discs in their backyard that would like spin to try to find this out. It was crazy. Like, it's so funny. Like, these guys work construction like seven days a week, 20 hours a day just to be able to afford this freaking satellite. 
And uh, the food was incredible. So I'd always hang out there, but they'd be able to spin the satellite to find like Premier League matches and stuff. It was just wild. So like we'd be able to watch some of them. We couldn't really keep up. But it was one of those things where I just fell in love with the sport. And then NYCFC started and I'm here in New York. And I know a lot of people ask me like, how come not Red Bulls? People don't get this. Like if you have a Metro card, which is how you get on the subway, you have to swipe again. You sometimes you can't use it if you have an unlimited card. You have to have the one where it actually takes the money out. Uh, you have to swipe again to get on the on the on the path, which is what gets you to New Jersey. Um, and then I wouldn't be able to get back in time to do stand up, so I just never really went. I went to a couple matches. I went to Thierry Henry's first match where he actually played Tottenham at Rebel Arena. He came in in the second half and scored against them. Uh, Gareth Bale was still there. Uh, Robbie Keane was still there. It was absolutely insane. Um. I went to a couple of matches where Thierry Henry played there because I'm a, I'm a massive Thierry Henry fan, but I never really connected with the fan base and it was too much. It was like, I, you know, I perform seven nights a week here in New York. So like, it's too much to leave and then try to figure out a way to come back. It was just too hard. So when NYCFC started, I'm like, yo, it's right on the train system. I can get to shows afterwards. It was 300 bucks for a season ticket. And I know I could afford that at the time. I was a comic making no money. Uh, but even my wife was like, yeah, that's, that's 300. Don't worry about it. We can figure that out. And Chris, I convinced Christian to get the season tickets and. That's how we started watching uh, NYCFC. And then from there, we started making people around us laugh. And I said to him, like, yo, if we can make people at the game who are diehard, crazy, not really wanting to laugh, if we can make them laugh, we should probably do this on a microphone and do a podcast. And we had both had podcasts before that. So we knew how podcasts work. Uh, and he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, we could also do videos and stuff. We made like this big plan. But the podcast was what connected with the most people. And then that was six years ago, two years ago. We got an offer from a, a new TV network called Fubo Sports Network uh, to uh, bring the video version of that podcast to life uh, as a TV show, which still to this day, like, it's funny, I have nine agents and a manager. Like, I've got a team of people and we've been trying to figure out, like, do a food show, do a show here, do a show there. At no point did anyone think the podcast would be the thing that got me on TV. <laughs> like, these people are paid millions of, not by me. Because I don't make that much money for them, but they're paid millions of dollars to figure out ways to get people on TV and movies and shit like that. And they, we were all like, they're like, yeah, no, keep doing your cute little soccer podcast. We'll figure out other stuff over here. And that's the thing that got me on TV. It still to this day blows my mind. Yeah, that's the, it's like, the, to be honest, it's the most American thing, though. It's like the one uh -huh. thing that no one expected was the soccer podcast hosted by a Dominican and a, and a Cuban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys are over here. One sick brag, by the way, saying that you guys got flown over to to the Bundesliga. Come on now, we gotta <laughs> let people know we out here. You know, Very we will brag. accept your first class tickets. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, you guys built this 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 empire. I, I want to say it's an empire. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it an empire. You guys nice. built this, and, and you know everybody watches it, and it's true. Like you guys do this this fun spin on the game, you know, for people that maybe don't watch the game and don't understand the game, but to make it understandable for them at the same time. And then enough for like the people that do know the game. Well, you enjoy the jokes as it goes. And, and yeah, you guys are nonstop of laughing show. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm, I obviously I listened to soccer cooligans and thank you, man. That means a lot. Like I, the big show when we started was a total soccer show. Like that was like the show that like you had to listen to if you were a fan of the sport and in America. Um, and I've always said they were, they're super funny. And, uh, you know, rest in peace to Daryl Grove, a good friend of ours uh, who passed away uh, not too long ago from cancer. Uh, but shouts to Taylor, who is uh, keeping the brand strong. But there, we ended up going on an eight-city tour with them, which was insane. Uh, again, just before COVID in 2018, uh, it was amazing. We did comedy clubs all over the country. And they would do like 
interview games and stuff like that. We had uh, players from the local town. Uh, like, you know, we had Chicago, uh, Chicago Fire and Red Star players on. We had, uh, you know, players from uh, different professional clubs that would come and hang out with us. Uh, and I would always say their show was like 90% facts and 10% jokes. Our show purposefully is 90% jokes, maybe 10% facts. It might be like 5% facts, 5% false uh, information. You know what I mean? But like the point of our show is like, we want it to be like where you feel like you have more friends that know about the sport than you actually do when you're hanging out with them. Because growing up, like I had a lot of friends that knew about the sport. But then as I got into high school and shit like that, like those numbers dwindled. And it was like maybe three or four people that I knew that I could actually bullshit with. And it was mostly like cousins or like in WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups with people who live, don't even live in my neighborhood. Like I didn't have like local homies that I could just hang with and bullshit about soccer. It's like maybe three or four that would come over and watch the game or I'd go to their place or we'd go to a bar, shit like that. Like we want it to be like when you hang out with us, like we're your homies. We're, we're there with you. We're hanging out with you at your place, watching this game at, you know, 730 in the morning, you know, shit like that. I mean, you guys figured it out. You guys are on on fucking Fubo TV. So I mean, thank you, man. <laughs> no, you, you guys, uh, you guys clearly figured it out, and I think that's that's like I think now you're seeing more and more podcasts that are kind of taking that same approach now, not trying to be you know the experts or trying not to you know we're you know we're just here to shoot the shit, and that's kind of you know you're seeing more as far as like podcasting. I'm seeing that that's like the trend now, not just in soccer related podcasts, but like just all over sports podcasting right now. Yeah, no, it's huge. And it's so funny. Like I remember when we started, uh, we set up a meeting with ESPN just to introduce them, just to introduce ourselves. They're called general meetings. A lot of times like your agent will send you like, when I was in LA, like NBC was like, oh, come in for a general meeting. It's just like, who are you? What do you do? And then from there, maybe they'll try to figure out a way to like, you know, put you into something. Maybe not most of the times, 99.999% of the times. It's just a, oh, great to meet you. And then maybe in the future, you run into each other or there's a project that works out. So there's literally nothing attached to it. But we went to a general meeting at ESPN. And uh, I just remember them saying like, you know, our stuff is more traditional. Like we want more traditional. We want more traditional like sports, former players, people that can break down formations. And while we can do that, that's not the focus of our show. And clearly, I'm not a former player. You know what I mean? Unless by former player, you mean like seventh grade. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> hey, I, pick up games count. Pick up games right? count. <laughs> I don't even do that. I retire, motherfucker. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't, the only time I'm sweating is from eating too much meat. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> Nothing athletic happening over here. Um, and I remember them saying that. And then over the years, they've realized like, that's, that's like old. Like no one cares about that anymore. Not that they don't care. Obviously, you need some of that. But like even watch like CBS is pulling in People that are known for their personalities, not known for being able to break down formations and stuff. NBC Sports, like, you've got to be lively. You can't just be like, you know, because you could get that information now online. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to break down a formation. I've done already seen that on Instagram. And you know what I mean? Like, there's people breaking that down already. Nah, you need to, if you need to keep my attention. So it's nice to see that, like, you know, Fubo obviously saw the vision first. Shouts to Fubo. Uh, go to FuboTV.com slash Cooligans if you want. A longer and a, and a cheaper, uh, a longer trial and a cheaper thing. I don't make any money off that. That's just to help y'all out. Uh, we set that up in our contract. Um, but they saw the vision, but it was like, you need to have a personality because why, why else am I watching this? You know, I mean, I could watch anyone else. Also, if you're a Premier League fan or if you're a fan of La Liga, you could get their, their stuff online. You know what I mean? Like you could watch their coverage. How do you have to watch the coverage that's on your TV? You know what I mean? Or on the app? You could go, th- you can go local. You know, my friend who's a my friend is a massive Amalek fan. He watches the Ecuadorian uh, 
coverage. You know what I mean? He he don't got to watch this. So it's like you need to have a big personality to draw people in now. So it's nice to see that like what we do in the, in the short period of time that we've been doing this in six years, it's gone from you guys have really no future in this to now y'all are, y'all are kind of what we need to mimic now. So it's kind of dope. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I know you guys just came back from a great trip in, in Europe. Oh, dude. And, and I got to say, what is your, your biggest, aside from being featured on Arsenal Fan TV, what it was your like, your the, like, holy shit, I can't believe we just did this. I still, <laughs> being the first American on Arsenal Fan TV and, and the reaction of the comments thought, I thought I was going to get cooked. I thought it was over. I thought these dudes were going to hate me just off the rip just because of my accent. And nah, dude, it's been literally there's one negative comment that I saw. It's been nothing but positive. It's insane to me that these motherfuckers actually think I'm cool or like me. I'm like, no, y'all are like just meeting Robbie and those dudes. I'm like, y'all are legends. I've known troops for a hot minute. I met Robbie uh, a couple years ago when we were hosting uh, the ICC tournament in Charlotte. So like we met them, but like to see them in their element, the insanity around them is wild. Um, But if I'm going to be honest with you, just like the fact that I could casually see Messi play in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm at Park de France for his debut. Like, Neymar, and I, I can literally hear Neymar and Mbappe having a conversation. It was just like, what? You know, like, this is it wild to me because, like, you really see these dudes on TV until you see them in person. It's, like, different. And I've always said, like, once you meet a, a, a soccer player, they're just, like, regular people. And it's, like, until you really have that conversation, they're still kind of superheroes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was wild. But, like, just being able to go to you know, uh, Messi's day at home debut, then going to London, getting to sit in the Emirates suite for the AFC Wimbledon match, smashing them up, uh, and then getting to see that North London derby, which was the greatest North London derby of all time. And I get to say I was there. You know what I mean? Like that, to me, to this day, like I still get chills thinking about being there during those goals and looking around and just being a part of that massive people Chanting, you know, Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Tottenham get battered everywhere. I mean, that, that, all that shit, you know, stand up if you hate Tottenham and the whole stadium stands up like that kind of shit, like that will last me for a long, long time. No, yeah, man. That, that, to me, that's, that's, that's definitely one of my goals is to go to an Arsenal game for sure. Oh, dude, you got to do it. I am. Well, I got to move some funds over from my savings to my check. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It's going to cost you a grip, but it's worth it. If you ever get a chance to go to England, make sure you time it with a with an Arsenal home match so that you can do that. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. That is, I think that's a great way to end this interview. Where where can the people find you, man? Um, You can find me at your local pizza shop. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at notalexis. Uh, on social, all social media, I'm at notalexis. I uh, also just started an Arsenal YouTube channel, uh, uh, youtube.com slash Alexis Guerreros um, or Alexis Guerreros, however you want to pronounce it. Um, yeah, man, just trying to continue to build this thing. Obviously, we're on Fubo. Uh, uh, you could go to uh, fubosportsnetwork.com if you don't have the service and you can stream the channel for free. We're on Thursdays at 7 p.m. You could also just keep it on in the background uh, if for free. You know, it's all, it's all for you. Um, and also, yo, every Wednesday, uh, typically every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7.30 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time because my co-host Flex, uh, big United guy, Flex United is uh, based in England. Uh, we do kicking it on uh, Complex's Twitch channel. So that's twitch.tv slash Complex. Let me see anything. Oh, yeah. And I perform stand-up. And I might be in Houston actually pretty soon. Oh, man. That's a bet. <laughs> yeah, man. As soon as I find out, I'll let you know. I'll shoot you a message. All right. That's a bet, man. That's for sure. 
All right, Alexi, thanks for thanks for giving us some time and uh can't wait to do some future partnerships with you if that's the case. Yeah, man. Absolutely, dude. Thanks for having me on. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. Um, thanks again to Mackenzie and Alexi Guerrero for obviously joining in for this episode. Um, can't thank them enough. Once again, you guys can, we're going to give you guys the links to all their stuff, obviously, because, well, you know, we want to show appreciation for the time that they gave us. Also, make sure you guys go to our Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Click on the link on our bio. It'll take you to all our great partners, Fanatics, Audible, Swift Lifestyles. Um, am I missing one? Don't think I am. Edward, help me if I'm not thinking of one. Um, uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's the big three. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, yep, that's it. That's it. So, that obviously take you to the link to Belly Up Sports. So, you guys can go ahead and check out that network. Check out Unhinged uh, Radio Powered by Belly Up. How you guys can listen to us through Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting uh, fix in. And much, much more. Obviously, also our, our store. We got merchandise now. That's right. Insert name MC now has their own clothing. Um, so it, there's a link to that too. Thank you to Bonfire for being our provider for our clothing line. I still can't believe that those words are coming out of my mouth. We have a clothing line now. Um, but yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Um, just appreciate everything that's coming our way. But yeah, take a, take advantage of all that stuff so you can help us out where we are no longer doing this in my bedroom. Edward's not doing this in his bedroom. We're doing this in the studio. Maybe we can ship Spencer's ass over here to Houston so we can make this even more better. Yeah, have him there, you know, for his full-time job. <laughs> exactly, and make this our full-time job as well. Yes, sir. Because uh, Alexi Guerrero has made it seem very, very cool to go to England. Also, shout out to him, man. To be featured on Arsenal Fan TV is... Super dope. So hopefully I there can you go. hopefully I can do that one day. Hopefully. That's 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 one of your dreams. That's that's one of your dreams. Yeah. It it, it will be. Anyways. <laughs> all right, Edward. Games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right. So my game to recap is actually Juventus versus Torino. The what is it? The 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 Torino Derby, I guess. I don't know what they call it. What do they call it again? I I don't think we ever covered this. No. Torino Derby. Let's see what it's called. We, we, you have. Uh, you have. I swear. Derby de la Mole. Uh, really? Derby de la Mole. De la Mole. De la Mole? Okay. De la Mole. De la Mole. More likely it's de la Mole. It's probably like the 2L de la Mole. Well, I mean, this is Italian. I don't know what, what the actual term, the, the proper enunciation. I'm not Italian. 
<laughs> Other names. The Turin Derby and Derby di Torino. Derby di Torino. There you go. All right. So Every time I hear Torino, next... I just think of that movie, Gran Torino. <laughs> so basically, that's my game to recap. Um, Juventus actually beat Torino 1-0. to zero. Um, Juve had 53% of the possession. But Torino outshot them 13 to 10. But at the 86th minute, Hector's fuck you signing for Arsenal, who <laughs> that is actually in Juventus, Locatelli, he scored on the 86th minute that one single goal in the game. And uh, what I told Eric, Eric, you know, whenever I walk Robo, I always bump into Eric sometimes. And it's funny. It's very ironic that I'm walking Robo and he's he's driving his car. Um, but you know, he always stops and talks to me for a bit. And obviously, he 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 likes to troll me um, <laughs> um, whenever he can. And obviously, th- at that moment, he was trolling the fact that you know, Real Madrid lost the sheriff, which that happened. He also yeah, lost that the Espan- happen. They lost the Espanol as well. So, yeah. Well, I yeah. can't say I can't say anything because my team's also just. Uh, well, I don't know. You I don't got a thinking bet to get ready for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we were talking, and he obviously the first thing I told him was uh, I was like, "Look, man, whenever Arsenal is rumored with a player, and another team's rumored for that same player, it's very safe to say that player is going to the other team." <laughs> At this point, it, it's it's really much that it's either. The other team gets them, or Arsenal takes their sweet ass time to make the signing, kind of similar to Lacazette, a player that they've been linked to for many years, and then they took them a little bit too long to finally go get them. Um, which I feel like that's going to be the same thing that's going to happen with uh, with Aor. But yeah, um, it, it was the inevitable. I mean, I'm sure Locatelli wanted to go to Juventus, so yeah. Yeah, but no, uh, Juvent- the this this rivalry between Juventus and Torino, it, it hey, we told you guys it probably wasn't going to be a blowout. Even it doesn't matter where Torino is in the standings, this game is going to be competitive. It's a rivalry. It's a derby. Of course, it's going to have an, a very intense match. And I mean, fifty three percent of the possession, you know, that's it's a pretty close it's game. Not too high, yeah. It's not too too high where it's like oh, it's oh not God. it's not high at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's like high, high would be yeah. like sixty and seventy. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, no. That, I mean, just it—it it was literally the battle of the possessions. Um, the fact that Torino was the team that was that outshot Juventus, and it's not really that much. It's by three shots, so it's not necessarily yeah. like, oh my god, it's like you know a shooting spree. I mean, it is a shooting spree, but I mean, just overall, just a tight, close battle, and it took till the 86 minute to be decided. And who else but Locatelli at this point? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Coming off of you know last week he scored a goal as well so I mean true true so this guy this guy's finding his form and obviously as you if you're a Juventus fan you definitely should be happy to see that and uh, yeah I'm happy to see that you and Spencer are yeah so that's the only like I guess you could say that's like a double edged sword it's like even if we both win that means we don't really get you know, anything off the singing bag for Serie A but it, now I'm, I'm starting to think of it like, what if Milan ends up beating Juventus in some way? And like, how, how would that work? You guys both had to sing a different song. Oh, jeez. That's going to be horrible. He, I really could use somebody's help. 
I mean, they drew already. They already drew. Yeah, I know. I know. So, we'll we'll get to that. Which is funny because I don't know why in some in some weird world I thought we that art that AC Milan lost. And and so I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta sing. And then next thing I was like, oh wait, it's a draw. No, I don't have to sing. But then I'm like, oh wait, Spencer's a Man City fan. I still owe him a song. So oh yeah, that one's gonna be that one's gonna be. Ooh. Yeah, when that uh, when that comes out, I don't know if it's gonna be this week. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, right? I'll, I should probably text Spencer about that. <laughs> gonna send the text uh, right now as we speak. So, um, because. Um, I I need to know. <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Spencer, will be will my singing baby play today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Played this week. He says it. I'll go ahead and announce what what it is at the end. All right. So my game to recap this week, and this is just this was the week for upsets. Edward, like. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we just mentioned Real Madrid lost to Espanyol two to one. Espanyol is one of those teams that is a pain in the ass. Just putting that out there, and we can tell you that as well. Even though, like, it doesn't matter where they are, they're going to be a team that ruins somebody's season, and it looks like it's, it's ruining Real Madrid. Um, Bayern Munich lost, so that happened. And uh, the game that I chose to highlight is Stade Rennes beating PSG. Two to nothing. Okay, okay. All right, so PSG had 67% of the possession. PSG also yeah. PSG also outshot 13 to 12. But, Edward, none of those shots were on target. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the freaking the crossbar was the freaking target. <laughs> Would you consider the crossbar being on, on goal? I would say so because I it would shake it, you know, it would shake it. Like, so, okay, let me put it. Now, here we go. Way. Here's 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 the argument. Now, what do we define as on target? Because when that, I think of on target, when I think of off target, I mean it doesn't even it doesn't even whiff, like it doesn't even touch the post. Like I count the post as on target. I would count it on okay. target. Would you? I mean that that's the thing. Um if it hits the crossbar, yes. If it hits the pole, yes. I think that would be considered on target. Because sometimes, think about it, if it goes out, it's not like you're counting it, oh, it was off target. But if it goes in, do, do you still consider that off target, even though it hit the crossbar and went in? Hmm. That's an interesting, interesting, interesting thought. But it doesn't matter because uh, PSG ended up losing Sider Renas ends up Beating them, and they come out with the win. It's crazy to think. So someone, someone mentioned if someone were to have done a a, a parlay, Edward, if you do you know do you know what a parlay is? Parlay, parlay, like the pirate thing. No, a parlay, it, <laughs> a bet. It's betting. Oh, okay. All right. So in betting, a parlay is when you combine three bets together to essentially. So let's say someone were to have bet that. You know, Bayern Munich would have lost, Real Madrid would have lost, and PSG would have lost. Like those are three separate bets. But if you were to combine all three, that's a parlay. So all three of those things have to happen in order to get the cash out that you're hoping. So uh someone figured it out. If you were to have done this parlay 
and you put in a hundred dollars, you would have come, came out with seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Hmm. Okay, I guess that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, hmm. you know. But <laughs> I don't know, man. You didn't seem that impressed. I'm, let me see. I'm pulling out my calculator. Leave me be. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just said what it was. No, repeat it, repeat it. Because I, okay. I literally was pulling out the calculator. Okay. If you were to have done this parlay and put in $100 on the bet, so it's a $100 parlay. So for all three uh-huh. of these things to happen, uh, Real Madrid losing, Bayern Munich losing, PSG losing, which did happen. All right. So, if you bet, yeah. so not only would you get the money from each separate bet, but then if you put $100 into that parlay itself, just the parlay, not, not counting the, the separate part. bets, right? you would come out with $7,200,000. Oh, I mean, $720,000. 720000 Yes. So close to a million. That's, that's just the parlay. Almost, almost three quarters of a million. So that's just the parlay. That's just the parlay itself. <laughs> Did you do that by any chance? No. Because <laughs> I don't oh. have $100 to go ahead and bet, bet, oh, <laughs> bet, <man. laughs> bet on something Even that five, I didn't think what? was possible. <laughs> what, what, what if it, you would put like five dollars or ten dollars? Um, well, if it was ten dollars, it's probably like seven thousand two hundred. I mean, if you were to do the math on just a hundred dollars versus ten dollars, yeah, and then five would be like half of that, so. half of that, so like three thousand three three six three six thirty six, yeah, thirty six hundred. No, I mean, geez, they, geez. You know, you know, I could have just paid off my debt. <laughs> just, just a little alone from just putting ten dollars in. <laughs> oh, bro! Yeah, <laughs> that, that you would have been so happy. Yeah, I would have been so happy. I mean, I, I wasn't. I wouldn't be rich. I mean, I'd just be debt free. <laughs> I mean, that's basically feeling rich. <laughs> it's it's a, it's very stress relieving, by the way. But if, but anyways. But yeah, so that was that is my game to recap. Um, players of the week, Edward. Who is your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week is. I mean, it comes to no surprise, uh, Manuel Locatelli, who scored the winning goal in Juventus' win against Torino. So I mean, you know, the kid's good. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. He he's a hell of a soccer player. He's doing what he needs to do. Like when he got to Juventus, and like you said, you know he 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 wanted to be in Juventus. He likes Juventus, and I mean he's showing it, you know. And then after Cristiano left, you know it's it's a good thing we we do have the Locatelli. I mean, yeah. I mean Locatelli one had the summer of a lifetime. I mean, yeah. you know, gets called up with the Italian national team, um, scored big crucial goals for Italy. Wins the Euro, and apparently they're gonna have a a, a, a play a little a little a little cup between Argentina to see who who's who's better, the Euro champion or the or the Copa America champion. Funny yeah. that they're both afraid not to face the the Concacaf the, the Concacaf Gold Cup champions, the USA. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just shaking in their boots just at thought of playing the U.S. <laughs> but um. 
it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm down for it. It's funny how like you know we're arguing for like, oh, you can't be adding more tournaments. You can't you can't make the World Cup every two years. Hey, let's play this random cup match between the two teams just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but yeah, no, but Manuel Lacatelli, like I said, haven't had quite the summer. Ends up being ends up making a big blockbuster move to Juventus, and he's he's living so, up to it. He's living up I mean, to the it, hype. It, it, it's working. That's basically what I'm trying to say. It's working. And, and, and once again, he he scored a goal last week, so you know he's he's definitely finding his form. And this is a defensive midfielder, by the way. So, you know, scoring goals in defensive midfielders usually don't normally go, go hand in hand. Hand in hand. But, you know, Lucatelli is the, the, the exception to the rule. I think Lucatelli could actually make it as a cam. But uh, he's like, okay, maybe like an eight. Maybe an eight. Now, I wouldn't say a number 10. Okay, so like a CM? Just a CM? Just really you CM, have Kaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiesa. Chiesa. Sorry, yeah. my, my, Italian, my Italian's a little off today. <laughs> yeah. With the Ella or Elia or Elia, Ella. Locatelli. No, no, no. Locatelli. Yeah, there you go. And, you and, go. Uh, don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll be watching the new, the new uh, the, well, not, yeah, I guess the new Sopranos prequel movie, which I've been looking forward to for a while now since they announced the that saint, this was the happening. Saint, the Saints of, Saint of Newark. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looks good. I'm watching it this week. I I I've been excited about it. It's just crazy to think that the actor, you know, obviously the actor that's playing young Tony Soprano is the son of you know the deceased. Uh, man, I need, I'm not really drawing a blank on the name of that actor. This is this is not a good look for me. I should you know, especially someone that loves the Sopranos like I do. I'm drawing yeah, blank. Yeah, uh, James uh, Galdofini. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, so his son will be playing young Tony Soprano. That's pretty cool. And he does look like him. So, I mean, well, I mean, I, you would assume the guy that his offspring would look some, at least something like him. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but yeah, Manuel, I can tell you that's a good pick, Edward. Yeah. What about you? Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Brian White. He scores a hat trick in Vancouver's 3 nothing win against San Jose. Okay. All right. So you you decided to come over here to the MLS. Yep. 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 I mean, last week again because last week I had Yazzie's artists. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you did. They ain't put here in good old America. <laughs> America. Good old yeah, U.S. America. Yeah, but yeah. No, congratulations to Manuel Lucatelli and Brian White for being our players of the week. Because um, you know. I mean, you're probably not going to win Player of the Year. Let's face it. I mean, that's 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 still up to debate of whether or not who whoever's going to whenever's going to pick uh, Erling Haaland and or Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> but but you're in or the messy. You have a vote. You got you guys got in the voting process at least. Yeah. And then what? I think I think we just I think we just need to have Spencer announce the Player of the Year awards. I mean, it is his namesake. You know. Yep. It makes only sense that Spencer would announce it. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, so there's that. Congratulations to Manny Locatelli and Brian White for being our players of the week. Oh, oh. I, just thought of, I just thought of something. So when they present the award, should we have, like, Rick Astley's never going to give you a plane in the background? Um, to avoid copyright issues, Edward, I say we don't. 
Ah, okay. What about Spencer's rendition? Mm, I mean, what, we're going to have it like maybe, very low maybe. when we're announcing it? No, like as soon as he announces it, it's like if the guy's standing up, like going to receive it and they play like music or something. You know? Do you, do you think like Erling Haaland's going to like just hang out in our living room and just come down to, to accept an award? We don't have a trophy. <laughs> but <laughs> we can if Erling Haaland says, yeah, sure, I'll accept it. Dude, wouldn't you be like, all right, let me go to the trophy shop real quick. Just talk to Megan. I need you guys to make a trophy, but I need the I need you guys to put Spencer's body in this trophy. Oh man, Spencer, you hear this? It's gonna be your body with the Chick Fil A head, or we or a plaque <laughs> with Spencer's face on it. There you go. That works. That works. <laughs> I can't just imagine. I can't imagine early on just holding a plaque with just Spencer's face. <laughs> like that's this is the and he's just gonna put it up on a mantle. <laughs> just everyone, people just walking by and just see this 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 this, this plaque that has Spencer's face on it. <laughs> just be like, "Hey, Erling, where'd you get that from?" I don't think. Well, who knows? We don't know. It's between Robert Lewandowski and Erling Haaland, but I'm sure Spencer's face would look great on their mantle. Yep, exactly. I think Spencer's face would anywhere good anywhere inside Erling Haaland's house. Spencer's like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> he probably is. Oh man, we love you, Spence. That's that's the reason why we pipe you up. All right, man. So let's get you guys ready for this weekend because obviously it's international break. So that tells you one thing and one thing only: the MLS doesn't care, and they're gonna still play games. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the MLS, we have the Seattle Sounders taking on the Vancouver Whitecaps. Obviously, some Cascadia Cup rivalry action going on. Um, as you know, their season's almost near at its end for the MLS Cup playoffs, also coming up soon for them as well. And Minnesota United taking on the Colorado Rapids, which Colorado is my surprise this season. I mean, they've been slowly building something up, but they definitely have surprised me this season for sure. But these are going to be two good games that I think you guys keep an eye on. El Trafico did not disappoint like like for like the million time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is the games for the, NW, uh, for the MLS. In the NWSL, I mean, McKenzie seems very confident that there's going to be some games this weekend. So here's the games to be looking forward to this coming weekend. We have the Orlando Pride taking on Gotham FC. Obviously, you got Martha. Hopefully, yep. hope, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. It, well, let, me, let me be sure that Carly Lloyd is healthy because I don't want to be saying names and, 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 and I'm wrong. But... Um, no. I mean, Martha's a beast no matter She's what. Good. She's good. So we got Martha versus Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd's farewell tour. So that's still going. You got to keep an eye out. And obviously, you know, obviously Edward loves to hear Gotham FC because he loves the name. Um, yeah. And then we have just, OL. Okay. I was about to say, I just think of Batman's opening theme, like the animated series. And then, the OL, and, then, <laughs> and then the OL Reign taking on the Chicago Red Stars. So those are two games that I think will be really fun to watch um, this this weekend. Um, there is a Liga MX game. It's only one Liga MX game, but there's a Liga MX game going on this weekend. And that's Juarez versus Querétaro. So, oh, okay. I guess they don't have any. I, I guess that Liga MX is like, look, man, you guys need to play a game. None of your players are getting called up, so you're good. <laughs> just, yeah, just 
Yeah, basically, like it's it's like a either you show up to this game or you know you won't get a chance to be called up. Yeah. All right. So, for, like I said, the international break has kicked off. We'll be kicking off, and here are some games. These do it's not like friendlies. These are World Cup qualifiers. Like you know, World so Cup. these matter. These, these matter. These games actually, for a fact, matter. Um. So here are the games that are coming up that I think you guys should definitely keep your eyes on. On Sunday, you have USA versus Panama. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be a big game to gauge. Um, you have Jamaica versus Canada. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, too. Colombia versus Brazil. I'm, I'm leaning to Brazil on this one. So, Argentina versus Uruguay. Oh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Chile versus Paraguay. Chile. I'm going with Chile on that one. Okay. And then on Tuesday, Denmark versus Austria. I'm going with the Danes. And Japan versus Australia. Uh, I, I'll, put, I'll push for Japan. Hey, man. No, no shout out to our to uh, good our good friend Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Uh, Stuart Kavanaugh, our good friend yeah. from Australia. Oh yeah! Whoopsie! Like the dude from Mortal Kombat says, "Whoopsie!" He just straight um, up just like, he, he, "Look at that, Stuart!" He just straight up shat all over your team. Hey, like, hey, hey, Japan. hey, hey! Actually, Japan. I probably, I probably go for Japan as well. <laughs> well, I'm going for Japan for the for 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 one sake and one sake only: Pokemon. All right. Pikachu I thought you were actually going to say a player's name, and you're over here like, no, Pokemon. No, Ash Ketchum. Pikachu. Ash Ketchum. Which no or or, or I'm, I'm still not named, a fan of, of the animation he, for Ash or, though. Or or, or or how he named himself in the original series. My name is Tom Ado. It was like that one episode where they went into a ghost town. Okay. All right. All right. So on Wednesday, <laughs> moving on from that. On Wednesday, you got <laughs> so on Wednesday you got USA versus Costa Rica. Ooh, that one's gonna be good. Um. Take it for what you want, El Salvador versus Mexico. Oh, hey, actually, that's going to be a good match, too. That's going to be, it's going to be like, a, I guess you could say, like the Central America versus Mexico rivalry because it's, um, they, they take it to, they take it to heart. No, no lie. They take it to heart, hands down. Like, it's just. All, all I need is just, if El Salvador draws, I can at least roast uh, Edie now. That's all I need. Who- that's all I need. That's all. That's all I need. All I need is a yeah. tie. All I need is a tie. All I need is a tie. He may try to say, but it was over to a tie. Yeah, but it's more embarrassing for Mexico. <laughs> yeah, you're right, bro. You're right. Was... Which is funny because you know. So uh, this past weekend we had chile de lleno. Uh, if you guys don't know what chile de lleno means, stuffed chili. It's a traditional Latin dish. Um, you just stuff some stuff into a giant jalapeno and you just eat that. It's literally what it is. Everyone's like cringing as I say that. It's a poblano yeah. pepper, okay? A poblano pepper. Are you happy, Edward? Are you happy? A poblano pepper? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong on that, to be honest. I seem so confident, though, so I should have probably just said that. <laughs> just stuck with it. But anyways, we were eating that. We had family over. And uh, eating now, we started roasting him because he doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> and then somehow he decides to mention El Salvador being a bad soccer team. And I was like, what does this have to do with you not drinking coffee? Yeah, right. 
Because <laughs> we're like, what kind of Hispanic are you? You don't drink coffee? Edward doesn't drink coffee either, though. I'm not. I'm not big on coffee. I'll drink it when I, you know, I, I need some pre-workout or something. You drink coffee for pre-workout? Yeah. Like a hot cup of coffee. That's for pre-workout. Yeah, you can. You, and the thing is, after you, you work I don't out, know, you man. A, Drinking coffee a, for before a workout just seems like a terrible idea. I'm sure uh, it's done. I just don't. I just don't want. I don't want coffee breath going into a workout. No, nah, I mean it's it's not that bad, honestly. But it, it's it's really it, it it's like the caffeine helps you out. I mean, so, I get that, but I mean, I'm I'm just like I don't think I would go. I don't I don't think I would go the coffee route. I mm-hmm. drink. I'll probably drink a pre workout or drink some Swift lifestyles. <laughs> I mean, um, you but, can. Uh, I guess everybody has a certain preference either way. But anyways, so El Salvador versus Mexico. Look, man, I have no expectations going into this game. I mean, El Salvador has looked better and better each, each, well, aside from, aside from one game, I think from Canada. But I mean, yeah. El Salvador looked pretty good so far. I mean, they, you know, they drew with Honduras, they drew with USA. I don't have expectations, okay? I just, I don't expect us to qualify. For, I don't expect El Salvador to qualify for the World Cup. It'd be cool. But uh, my expectations aren't that high for El Salvador, okay? Like, we're, we're just happy we're here. Is for for all of El Salvador. That's that's our saying. We're we're just happy to be here. You know, if if we if we move on to the next round, cool. But if not, hey, well, we're just happy to be here. You're right. We're just happy. We're, we're just here, glad we guys. got invited. We're just we we appreciate the invitation. <laughs> we appreciate the invite to the party. All right, and then to wrap it up on Thursday, you have Brazil versus Uruguay. That one's going to be a good one, too. Yep. So, once again, these are the World Cup qualifiers for the international break this week. It's not all of them, but these are the ones that we highlighted. Um, not not so much European. I mean, we, we did have Denmark versus Austria, but the rest, see, it's very well spread out. Um, I wish I could have given you guys some African, uh, African World Cup qualifiers, but uh, one, the matchups weren't that appealing. I also don't follow Africa, the, uh, you know, the African confederation very well to be very more in, in depth and to being able to tell you oh yeah that's going to be a good matchup or not um, though I do love watching the Africa Cup of Nations I think that's a very fun tournament um, I think it's very underrated when it comes to like to turn, like you know for regional tournaments very underrated tournament because it is a fun tournament to watch So anyone has something to say? <laughs> no, well, I was going to ask you. I was like, "What size are you again?" Um, and jerseys, XL, always an XL, unless All it's right. Puma. Unless it's Puma, then it's double XL. It's Puma. <laughs> Puma. Puma's the only one that doesn't get the pro, doesn't get the uh, doesn't get the idea. <laughs> Puma. Why? Why are you asking? No other reason. Kind of now. Nah, you'll be all right, bro. You'll be I mean, right. you guys didn't believe me when we, we when we played on on Friday. You're like, oh, Hector, you sure this is gonna fit you? I'm like, I'm an XO on everything. We were, we were, we were, we were. Even worried. when I had the jersey on, you guys were like, "Are you, are you sure you don't want anything bigger?" I'm like, it, "I don't." Well, it doesn't. Well, we it, were it, trying to, we, it was. We were it, trying it, to, lo- it, it looked flattering on me. Okay, we we were trying to make sure you were gonna be okay with the size on you. 
It wasn't tight on me. I feel like I've been losing weight. I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I've been losing weight. <laughs> I haven't like, like been, I haven't been training or anything. I, I mean, I've been eating salad lately. But, I mean, it's not like I'm doing very well on the dieting portion, but I feel like I've slimmed well, down a little bit. <laughs> well, maybe, like, maybe, maybe, maybe the running that we do as the, during the games. Like, I that's mean, helping. I, I, I had to add a new notch on my belt. So there so, you go. So yeah, my my jeans seem feel a little looser. Um, my shirt seem a little looser. I feel I'm feeling good about myself. Okay, <laughs> so, there you go. So, but yeah. Anyways, but I did score a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, everybody's hyping the goal except me. I'm just gonna put that out. Everyone else is got, was all right. So what happened was we're already winning eight to two or eight to three. I don't know what was the score at this point, but we were winning a lot. And then I, one, I wasn't expecting the pass to come to me, and two. You could tell I wasn't expecting the pass because I ended up shooting with my left, not because of me planning it, just out of instinct. Like I was like, okay, I can't shoot with my right. I gotta shoot with my left, and it hit the it hit the post and went in and went into the goal, scored a goal, first goal in the, in the, in the season for me. Um, but all I as soon as I scored the goal, I all I hear is an uproar from the bench. That's the all bench I hear. And the stands. Everybody was like, I guess everybody got surprised. This was like know. the troll job of the century, by the way. It's just the fact that everyone like got excited for me to score. <laughs> like, okay, so basically, I'm, so, basically, so if you guys want like a, a an American comparison, I'm essentially Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, if you guys want a reference, there you go. I'm Bartolo Colon, which sounds really great for me because I love Bartolo Colon. So, it's a win for me. And you know what? He's slimming down as well. So it's a it's a see very relatable. Not by yeah. much because he's he's sponsored by Kingsford. But, um, <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he is. Damn. That's All right. Living his best life. That's almost like Anthony Ruiz getting sponsored by Snickers. <clears throat> I hope he doesn't lose weight though. I we we need him out. We need him in Team Chubby. We need that guy. But anyways. So yeah, those are the games to watch out for this weekend because we went we went into a rabbit hole. Um, you guys are gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You guys are gonna hear another ad read, and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will we'll see, see you there. And we are back. All right, three up, three down. And this topic is people at social events. So this could be anything. It could be a party, it could be at the club, it could be at the zoo, it's a social event. That's all that matters. So but it's the types of people that you end up dealing with when you go to these social type events. So um, obviously, we always start things off with Spencer, as we always do. And then, Edward, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, you go first. All right. So it'll be Spencer, me, the network. All right. We're going to start start things off with three down. Or should we change this up? Go with the three up first, then the three down? Or what do you want to do? Let's go with three down. Three down? All right. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. All right. Three down. Spencer's three is the house mom that makes sure everyone doesn't drink too much. And uh, he has this, um, he adds, um, we came to have fun. Um, he added a word in there, and I'm not going to say it because of 
Let's read the episode today. <laughs> let's, read to, let's read today's episode and uh and yeah. not, and not say that word. <laughs> or hey, hey, he put hey person. Hey, you, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, uh bleep. We came to have fun. But yeah, so I mean every you know, the house parent is kind of a killjoy. I get it. It like I get that you want to make sure no one does anything too stupid or go too far, you know, obviously because alcohol alcohol poisoning is a thing. You know, we do have limitations, but mm-hmm. um, it, there's being protective and then there's overprotective. And I think that the term the the house mom or the house parent is the one that goes a little too like a little overbearing at times. So yeah. when I when I if I ever go out to a party and I drink, I usually try to like in between drinks, I'll probably drink some water. So it kind of evens it out. Not really, but I, I like to believe it does. So. So there's there's that little tidbit for those who choose to go out and drink. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, the unstoppable beer pong crew. Fuck them. <laughs> Honestly, I can relate to this because I hate, I hate overbearing beer pong players. I mean, I guess it's not the same thing, but like, I mean, essentially, I'm sure they're the ones that run the table. But the guys that are like, Hey, bro, elbow, bro, elbow, bro. Like, oh, and, yeah. Like, the, you know, the, the one checking your elbow. It's like, bro, we're just playing beer pong. Like, let's just play beer pong. Like, who cares about the elbow rule? Who cares about, like, you know, like, I hate those people. I really do hate the people that, like, are all about the rules of beer pong. Like, we're just, we're playing this game to get drunk. Like, <laughs> it's a drinking game. That's the point of a drinking game is to drink. Like, let exactly. It be, like, we don't need the the standard table for beer pong. We we're just trying to chill and have fun. So, like, yeah, those guys are definitely killjoys. So, I agree with that one. Are you got anything to say about the the unstoppable beer pong crew? Not really, because I think I was actually a part of that one. Okay, I I wasn't. That that's probably the reason why I never really got drunk. The only time I think I did have no. Remember when we went to that Halloween party? Even then, <laughs> I think I had to stay on the table for a while. And then okay. until finally, I was like, okay, I'm tired. I was like, I don't want to stay. All right. And number one is the person who smokes and gets too deep for the setting. Yeah, the person that just goes there. I, I, I don't know if necessarily they have to smoke, but I mean, the person that just goes a little too personal, starts, you know, getting a little too emotional. And obviously Lenore. we're at a we're at a party. Bill Dotrieve is essentially the what Spencer is saying. Pretty much. Like from if you guys watch King of the Hill, the Bill Dotrieve basically, whenever anybody has a party or something, they'll be like, Well, mommy's gonna be alone. Lenore. Man, King of the Hill. It's such an underrated show, man. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like people do talk up, like hype up King of the Hill because everyone admires the the genius of King of the Hill. But there's, I just don't think people King of the Hill gets talked about enough. No, not nowadays. Anyways, I mean, think about it. It's, it's back in the nineties, two thousands kind of stuff. So, exactly. All mm-hmm. right. So that is Spencer's three down, and then my three down is uh, the Irish goodbye person. The Irish goodbye person. Well, Edward, for starters, do you know what the Irish goodbye is? No. 
This is ironic because I'm wearing like the the Ireland national team. I know. I see that. Uh, All right. So the Irish goodbye is the person essentially, and it's actually something I can do pretty well as well. It's the person that's able to leave without anybody noticing. Oh, okay. So that's the Irish goodbye. Like you're just, you know, everyone remembers you were there, but doesn't remember when you left. So it's like a, it's a good, basically Jim, Jim, Jim mentions yeah, how to do the Jim. Irish. Jim actually kind of explains how to do the proper Irish goodbye. Yeah, like how there's my like, talking point. <laughs> yeah. Like have a good topping point, make a memorable moment. And then, you know, and then leave. Like you said, like for New Year's Eve, he, he was home by nine. He's like, he's like, it's like announce when you get there and then, you know, have a talking point. And uh, like you said, the, Memorable, memorable moment, you know, like make sure it's captured and filmed. And then there you go. Um, yeah, you're right. There you go. So, yeah. Like, but like I said, I like being, I think the reason why I don't like this person is because I prefer to be the Irish goodbye person. <laughs> so, like, you don't want, you don't want anybody. You can't like, have two, basically, you can't have two guys doing the Irish goodbye. You just can't. Yeah, because for one, <laughs> for one, for one, like while you're sneaking out, the other guy's gonna like everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, where did so and so go?" Exactly. Like, uh, like I don't know. One, one of them gets caught. One of them gets caught, yeah. and if, if yeah. you're not the Irish goodbye, you know the Irish goodbye guy, then the other person is the Irish goodbye guy. So you can't have two Irish goodbye guys. Like one's gonna be missed. And so yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So that's why I don't necessarily like the Irish goodbye guy because it it should be me and only be me. That's it's usually when I just don't want to go out. Like if I really don't want to go out and I want to call it a day, I usually find like the perfect moment to just leave. Everyone, everyone had their moment with me. Everybody chilled with me. Everybody hung out, and then I just leave. <laughs> All right. So my number two is the shot person. Oh, uh, shot, 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 shot. Hey, bro, shot, let's shot, take a shot. shot. Hey, bro, let's shot, take a shot. shot. Hey, bro, let's shot. take a shot. Hey, shot, shot. Shot? Yeah, like I'm just like, one, I hate shots. I hate taking shots. I hate, hate, hate taking shots. Like I, I can't, I don't do well taking a shot. I make a face. I know I do. I know it's not a fun experience for me. That's why I don't like taking shots. I, I will gladly admit that I like to mix drinks. I drink mixed drinks. I have no shame in it. If you honestly, that's probably the reason why I drink a lot of beer is because I just don't want to deal with taking a shot. <laughs> Yeah. Have I taken shots before? Yes. Usually at that time, I'm kind of very inebriated. So at that point, it doesn't affect me as bad. I don't make that face expression as I would if I was like initially sober. But I still don't do shots. I hate shots. It It's like, the you know, I'm getting like the worst case of peer pressure when I finally take a shot. Like, no, everybody won't shut up. Okay. The one time I will say I did take a shot and it was only because... It was Sergio's birthday. And I was like, I can't be a jerk. He, you know, his dad brought this tequila from Mexico, which is like even worse because I don't like I don't like tequila like that. That's no offense, Edward. But um, yeah, yeah, don't worry me. And so I'm just like, and then also the other thing is I'm not that guy that does chasers. I'm not a chaser guy. And then obviously, mm-hmm. if I'm talking about chaser and tequila, what do you do? You get some lime, get some salt, and then you take the shot, and then you finish, you know, you get some more lime. I don't do that. It's not smart, but I don't do it. <laughs> so I should probably do it, but I don't do it. That's just, I just don't do it. I just don't chase. And so like, I, it's not like, 
oh, I don't want to look like a like a punk. No, it's not that. It's just I, for some reason in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do a chasing, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> Once again, <Yeah. laughs> like even t- it's more terrible the fact that I don't choose to do a chaser. <laughs> And for those of you who don't understand drinking, a chaser is something that you choose to drink while you're just taking a shot. <laughs> it, it helps. It helps make the shot go down quicker. And so, it helps uh, smooth, basically. It, it, it helps smooth the shot. But yeah, I'm just not a shot guy, and because I'm not a shot guy, I definitely do not like the person that keeps pushing to get me to drink, take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then. Uh, my number one, I think this this goes to say, I think everyone could agree with me with this one. Uh, the guy who breaks the urinal rule. The guy who breaks the urinal rule. Please explain. All right. So, okay. So, obviously for, well, maybe some women listeners actually know this. So, but the urinal rule. So, let's say, you know, there's a wall of urinals. There's no dividers. And let's say there's five. Right, there's five urinals, right, Edward? I got th- this. Is the situation I'm putting in? Uh, yeah. Everyone, basically, it there's there is some exceptions to the rule for this the urinal rule, but if it's if it's fair if it's wide open, there's nobody in there. You take the other urinal. So if somebody's in the urinal, you take you skip over a urinal and you use that urinal. Yeah. So you leave space between guys. Okay, so I know what you mean. It's like once occupied, once not, once occupied. Yeah, now, I, I know. I understand. I just didn't know it was called the urinal rule. So that is one of the one of the urinal rules. Two, you don't have a deep conversation with somebody when you're using the urinal. Are you supposed to be listening to? Is just a splashing of your um, own unless pitch. it's a bro. I think a bro, it's okay. But if it's like a complete total stranger and you're over here trying to have like a full on conversation. I, I don't mind like, hey man, this is a sick bar, or or hey, you know, oh man, I drink too much. Like that, I don't mind because it's really just like an open, open thing to say to the public. It's not necessarily like directed at me. But when you like look at me and actually try to have like a conversation while we're peeing, like, come on, bro, <laughs> like you know. But so the person, person that breaks the urinal rule, which is either that like literally blatantly pees right next to me. And then tries to talk to me while I'm trying to pee. Oh God! When when they ask you like, "Hey, so did you come here alone, or who'd you come here with?" Like, yeah, so like they're talking to me. They're trying to get too much information out of you, and you're just like, "This is the last place I want to have a conversation at." <laughs> I was like, "No," I was like, "You're good, bro. You're good." So yeah, so so my my three down is the the Irish goodbye guy for for very selfish reasons, the shop person, and the guy who breaks the urinal rule. All right, all right. So, my number three is actually the, and then this is from personal experience, the super drunk uncle. <laughs> because that's a down. That's a down. Okay. I mean, it's it's a negative because then at that point it's like disrupted the entire party. You know. Oh, the um, violently drunk uncle. Yes, that okay, one. Okay. The one that punched the hole or tried to punch a hole in the wall. Um, yeah. Man, your but, walls are not safe. 
<laughs> yeah, they are. I don't think he drinks anymore. But anyways, yeah. I mean, if anything, they're safer than ever because think about it. He didn't. He didn't break a hole in the wall. If anything, yeah. So, but that one, like, basically, let's put it this way: the drunk, violent family member. So, whoever basically gets drunk, all of a sudden, everybody's having a good time, and all of a sudden, they just start arguing for no reason whatsoever, and then they want to start a fight. Just I mean, the violent drunk, drunk alone is already an annoying person, but when it's a family member, it's embarrassing. It's just super embarrassing, bro. It's just so bad. Yeah, so that's I, a good I, one. I don't even know. Yeah. So that's why it's on my bottom three. It's just the embarrassment. Because it's like, oh my God. Fuck, didn't we have to stop playing video games at that point? Oh, and yeah, so we that's had right. To go we had to. So, do you mind sharing this story or? Go for it. All right, so it was a Christmas party. Um, was it Christmas or New Year's? It was in when I, I don't yeah, remember. It was it's one of those Christmas. So Edward's parents used to throw a lot of parties back in the day. Um, when, I lot. guess during the holiday season, they definitely threw some parties. And so I remember, you know, well, we live literally a few houses down from each other. So, you know, me and my dad, we went over there because my dad likes to party. And, you know, I was going to go there because one, it's my best friend's house. And then two, we're going to go ahead and play Street Fighter and, and, and I'm going to lose for like three million times. Super Nintendo. Yeah, yo. We get like, ever gets tired of beating me in, in Street Fighter that we'll start playing NBA Jam. NBA Jam or Super Mario World. Yeah. Super Mario World, usually we'll just take turns playing Mario. But, but yeah, so we'll, we'll just be hanging out. And then so we're in Edward's room, we're playing, and all of a sudden we hear crashes. And then so we come out because we're curious. And uh, we, we we walk in and we just see my dad fighting his uncle. Which I'm just like, oh, crap. <laughs> then my dad all of a sudden comes in and tag teams his dad. And, and, and this is when I down. knew it wasn't my dad. <laughs> this was the sigh of relief moment was when Edward's dad jumps in. Not to fight my dad, but to fight his <laughs> Edward's uncle. I was like, okay, cool. I'm in the clear. My dad's not the jackass tonight. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a whole lot of something going on. And then we so they knocked him out, and then they ended up tying him up. They literally tied this man up, and yeah. instead of, instead of the instead of the all room. the rooms that were possibly get, that could be used, they chose that word. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's a guest room. There's their his parents' bedroom, Edward's bedroom. Let's not use the ones that people actually use, and put it in Edward's room. Yeah, I, I don't even know, man. I was like, I was like, and then, the and then, and then, the worst on? part was that I, I remember opening the door and I hit, hit his uncle in the head. Oh, yeah. So that oh, happened. And then yeah. he was like, oh, I was like, okay, let's <laughs> go. I didn't, I didn't make it any better because I was like, that's weird. And I, I kept going. <laughs> so I, I didn't make freaking, it any better. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Honestly, it wasn't I probably like gave your uncle question that day, Edward. It, it was. It wasn't that you kept going. It was more of like thunk, and you're like, "What the thunk, 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 thunk." So if you, if your uncle has any any like future issues, uh, I think you could pin that on me. So yeah, yeah. I'll pin that on you. Yep. So, but yeah. So okay. that's my number three: the drunk, violent family member. All right. Now. The number two is the the okay. Number two 
is basically the one who is known as the Roach. The Roach. The Roach. I will. So basically, the Roach is known as basically you bring somebody over. Like, let's say you invite somebody and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll be there. They go ahead and just come in on themselves, but they go ahead and roach off your food, your drinks, everything from you. And then all of a sudden they have the audacity to be like, hey, bro, so do you have 20 bucks I can borrow? Like, what? Did you just... The straight up, you, just a straight up moocher. That's what I'm saying. The roach. That is known as the roach. Because it's roaching off of the food, mostly the drinking, the drinks, everything. And then even in the, it's, it's funny because in the middle of conversation, it can happen anytime. Whether you're in a conversation with somebody completely different, they just butt in. Like, hey, bro, can I ask you something real quick? Uh, you think I'm going to... You're like, what? Really, bro? You just... Or, or there'll be like the ones you're conversating with. And all of a sudden, they'll be like, hey, uh, could I go ahead and borrow some 20 bucks or 40 bucks? I got to pay this and this and this. But the, there's a kicker to it. Sometimes it'll be just that one person who'll ask money or they'll ask anything for, whether it's a ride or anything like that. And you're just like, how did you get here in the first place? You don't even know. Probably, you don't even know. That's the thing. They'll, they'll mingle and everything and they'll try to be the life of the party, but it's mostly just grabbing stuff. And as a Hispanic, you're mostly, whenever you go to a party or something, you tend to bring like, whether it's sodas or alcohol or food or snacks or bring, something. You bring like, something. You bring something, not just yourself. So when this person just shows up, it's just like, my God, it's just so bad. Like it just, it just irks me. So that, that's my number two. It's the roach. And my number one. And I think a lot of guys and girls can actually agree with me on this one. The toxic boyfriend slash girlfriend who shows up and is just a complete party pooper of this shit. Ooh, that is a good one. That is yeah. A very so good one. so like you go to the party, you're like, hey babe, they invited me to this party. It's my family, especially if it's family. You know, if it's family, you're like you want to you know bring her and you know you want to show her off and stuff. When you see her ass sitting down making that fucking face. And you're just like, you just want to slam the food of pl- the plate of food right in her face, see if the face changes because it's just so, Ugh. and you're just like, damn, what the fuck did I bring her for? Or what with the guy, the same thing with the girls. The girls are having fun. You, you see that the guy's just staring the whole fucking time, holding the same fucking beer he's been weaning because he just doesn't want to drink because he doesn't want to be the, he wants to be the one taking care, quote unquote, taking care of his girl when he's all he's doing is just like, if she talks to another dude, I'm about to bust my ass. No, you're not. It's just, it just, oh, it's so fucking annoying, bro. Like, yeah, because it ruins the night for everybody. It just ruins, yeah. It's not just for your girlfriend. It's not just for your boyfriend. It's for everybody around you, bro. Like, because you're basically putting all your issues like out in out in the open. It's just, yeah. You, no, no, no. Not even your issues. Your insecurities. And you're literally putting that shit out there. Like, hey, I'm insecure about my girl. I'm insecure about my guy. And then you're also making yourself look like. Everybody's gonna be like, "Why the fuck are you with this person, bro? Like, they didn't even talk to us. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't want to do it." Like, example, you tend to take, you know, like 
somebody to a Hispanic party, all of a sudden the girlfriends or the wives and everything start serving the guys. Because it's like a Hispanic culture kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just like grab your own shit. Um, now, next thing you know, it's like you see this girl just sitting next to you and you're just like, okay, like, and you see everybody else getting food. You're just kind of there like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go get my own food and shit. Everybody's going to look at that girl like, man, this girl don't want to do shit or like the, whatever. The, the tias. The tias yeah, the tias, they start talking so much shit. And then the same thing, same thing goes for the guys. Like the guys, we're outside. We're just chilling. It's the, cold. The tios the, the start roasting you. Yeah, no, no, the tios start roasting you and shit. No, but then even then, when it's the girl and the girl's outside or whatever, you know, usually girls tend to stay, you know, indoors or whatever. But most of the time, the guys will come in and be like, hey, you know, like everything okay? You know, like they'll check on them. You know, just say, just want to make sure like everything's all right, everything's copacetic. Or or if the girls are outside and it's a cold day, you know, the guys will be the gentlemen and take off their jacket and give it to her, you know. But then they see the, they see the guys like, man, it's fucking cold as fucker. And like, they see the girl fucking cold as shit. Like, they just do like a little rub down real quick. And they're like, all right, you know, why, why don't you go inside? You know, and then the, everybody's outside, you know, like. That doesn't make sense to me, like to me, because I'm like, I'm the type of guy who'll be like, I'll take off my jacket or just in case I'll even have an extra spare jacket or a hoodie in the car just for certain situations, just for that. So, you know, yeah, you gotta it, but the, the toxic relationship is just it, it, it is the the the, the, the toxic not, couple yeah, does ruin that the toxic. Yeah, that one is just that's horrible. Not, bro. I don't think that has the that doesn't have to do with the couple being toxic. I think it's that's just, yeah, true. That's just like family mannerism. mannerism. Yeah, that's yeah. just mannerism. But the toxic couple, like the couple that literally is ruining the night, even though they don't realize that they're ruining the night because they're either arguing or you know, <laughs> eventually it's gonna happen. And, and then, and then like, you're, why did you're you invite at a part- me to this anyway? Like, what the fuck? What? The, and, you and, asked me, you and everybody else is just present there, just seeing this, and it's just like, bro. And then, and then whenever they they they, they bring up the whole, why did you invite me then? The fuck? You said you weren't gonna, you wanted to go when I said, hey, I'm gonna go do this on this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Cool. It's, it's, and it's, oh. they don't they don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere to go talk uh, out out somewhere else. They just. Right in front of everybody, and you, you're just sitting there, just kind of not knowing what to do. You can't look at them because that'll be awkward. I mean, every, yeah, it, the, the situation in general is awkward, but you just you can't talk because they're screaming at each other. Um, yep. Somehow the music was turned off, and it's just, it, it's just not a good thing. Yeah, but basically, those are my three. Those are my three. Those are my bottom three. All right. So for Spencer's three up, he has at number three. The beer pong specialist. I'm guessing as a teammate, you would want the as guy that's good at beer pong. What am I saying? What did I say? What did I say? Yep. Okay. And then number two is the damn bro. Where have you been? I haven't seen you in a while because I finally got out of the house. Guy or girl. Um, yeah, the, I, guess, the, I guess it's like the, the guy you can basically have like a three, four hour conversation with because you haven't seen them in so long. Yeah, like, oh man, like how's it been? You're like, oh dude, yeah. what you been up to now? Oh, I'm just, yeah. You, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's always, it's always, it's always great to like re- catch up with someone like that. Yeah. And then number exactly. one is the drunken dancer from the clan of no fucks given. You know, some, <laughs> sometimes you need some liquid courage to go oh, and do some, God. Do My some dad. stuff. That's not that embarrassing. El Gato Volador. That shit was going on for I don't know how many years until it finally stopped. 
Your, your dad dances also sober. I mean, not, not a drunk. No, no, no. Not el gato volador. It's not that bad, Edward. It's not. It's not that bad. Your dad's quite the dancer. Edward's just quiet now. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Stay All right, so we're just gonna now. move on. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. move on because. Uh, yeah. This is this is now Edward being the toxic couple. Um, no, I'm just not. No, no. Just you talk about my dad being a good dancer. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, number three uh, for my three up. My number three is the person who knows the bartender. Yep. If you're at a bar or a cl- well, actually may- maybe a club. Bar is probably not that hectic because it's not that packed. Well, no, sometimes it just gets it does get packed. Anyways, it helps to have someone that knows the bartending staff, which means one thing and one thing only: that person's either a regular or has dated, is dating or has done something with that bartender. There's a connection with the bartender. I don't care. All I know is I don't have to. I don't have to stand at a bar for almost thirty minutes just so I can get a beer. And honestly, like sometimes when I see that it's like packed, I just say screw it. I'm gonna go ahead and buy me a bucket so I don't have to come back out here to deal with this ordeal. Usually is my go-to. And then plus everybody likes the guy that brings a bucket. Like I don't know why, but they do. Which leads to my number two: the guy who buys around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody likes that person that buys the round. Like, oh, first round's on me. Cool. I I can save myself less money today, even though I'm still going to go and spend more. I'm still spending money because I still got to buy alcohol. You know, you only get, this person's only getting me for the first round. I'm not, I still got to go get more, but it, I, it's less than what I would probably be spending. But, you know, people like the, the person that, that does that nice flex because you don't really get it that often, though. That, that's the point. Or unless, you know, me just not wanting to go back and forth with the bar, I just buy myself a bucket. And then someone's like, hey, can I get one? And I'm like, sure. And then everyone's just like, oh, he bought beer for everybody. And I'm like, eh, not really, but. You're like, yeah, maybe. And then uh, my number one is the designated driver. I guess technically now it's the Uber. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I do love, I, I always have a good time in an Uber. I have not been disappointed with Uber. Um, usually, I've I've lucked out and had some pretty cool, interesting people in Uber rides. So, but yeah, but it, let, let's face it: there's always sometimes that people just don't want to spend money on an Uber or a taxi cab. Um, that you just have one person with you that is not drinking and has to put up with everybody. Let's face it: the designated driver is the MVP of the night uh, to put up with a bunch of with a bunch of intoxicated people. And make sure we get home safely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, I, I feel like that person is always the one that's always taking care of you. So yeah, you know, you know what? I I, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. So, Everett, what's your what's your three up? My three up. Okay, so <laughs> I might make fun of you with this one. Okay, so my number three is. The drunk guy talking to the DJ asking for Marco Antonio Solis La Venia Vendita so he can karaoke to it. Wait, why 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 is this to me? No, because I mean it's el buki, you know. Oh, okay. I was I was like trying to figure out like I, I don't I don't think I've ever gotten no, so drunk no. and I made requests to the actually I no, don't, I never make requests to the DJ. Cause cause when, whenever that happens, he's a happy drunk, basically. 
Mm-hmm. And then that song is, is very, you know, it's very powerful and everything, you know, it's Marco Antonio Solis. And then it's like that mariachi song and, you know, you start getting into it and everything. And then you start hearing all the and shit like that, you know, everywhere. It, it does get so, a crowd hype. It, any, yeah, anything, exactly. anything mariachi related, it'll get the crowd so, going. So that's why I'm like, okay, that guy, that guy, he's actually a fun drone. Like, He's a happy drunk, and then that's not. And then plus, two. they plus they have the courage to go out there and sing. So. Exactly, exactly. And then they they try to bring you in, you know, which is a little bit annoying, but it's always like it's always in good gesture. It's not you, always you, just you, to, you can't say no at that point. Yeah, yeah. Then my number two, my number two is the well, my number two would be the the girl. It's embarrassing, but honestly, it's not that bad. It's like the girl who is gorgeous as hell, but she wants to take you out dancing, and you're like, no, 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 I'm okay. And then like, come on, I'll show you. And it's like, and you kind of, you kind of can't say no to that. That's a, that's an up for me because I'm like, god damn, she's gorgeous as hell, you know. And it's just like, you know, and then you start talking on the dance floor and shit like that. Next one thing leads to another, you know, you end up having a good relationship, night. a relationship. You, you find the person you marry. That's what Edward was trying to say. No, what? What? No. I, oh, 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 Jesus. I just dug myself in a hole here. Um, but yeah, you, you meet the one you marry. Congratulations, Edward. That's a great story. That's exactly how you met your wife. Congrats, Edward. I don't have a wife. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> I didn't realize until I was really, really hitting a brick wall here. I, I went through the brick wall. <laughs> freaking ran right through it into it. I went, I went through the freaking metal wall, ran into through the brick wall, and then finally it caught on when I freaking went through the sheet rock. Um, a nice, yeah. stable five-year relationship that ended in mutual, you know, on, on a mutual agreement. In, in, in mutual agreement and understanding. They're the hearty handshake, just like Hank Hill would. Exactly. There you go. And then, and then my number one is the group of friends who are always just having a, a great time. And then they sometimes they don't even need alcohol to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they just have a great time. It's always just fun. I mean, it's all in good fun. Look, it's social event. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily. I just I literally mentioned the zoo could be a possibility, but uh, not yet. I have, I have fun at the zoo too. You know what? I'm, me and my kid, not, me and my two boys are. Well, it depends when you go because it it sucks when you when especially when I have my nieces and I try to take them to the zoo and then like oh look here hey look at this cheetah that's sleeping, so. Yeah, and the cheese is like. Wah. I mean, there's 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 some there's definitely some 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 moments where you're like, is this right to be <laughs> to go to this place to watch caged animals? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> some of the, some of the, a lot of those animals are adorable, so can't really say. But it's just frustrating when you go there and they want to see the cheetah, and you have to go all the way. All the way far, like it's like the deepest part of the zoo, at least for the Houston Zoo. I don't know for other zoos, but it's all the way in the back, and you get there, and the cheetah's sleeping, or the cheetah's yeah. not there because it's it's somewhere sleeping. 
And, and yeah, I mean, it's true. not like I'm going to go and like force the cheetah to come out so I can see the cheetah. But I mean, like, it's just like, and then, you know, you know, you know the nieces start looking at you like, where's the cheetah? And then they kind of start crying because this is what they, they came here all the way for. And I mean, that's basically why I came all the way here for too as well. Where I could have just watched the, sea, the, the seal jump up and get a ball. Well, that's right. And that's like the first thing you see when you go, when you walk yeah. in at least to the Houston Zoo. Uh, but, yep. but no, you're you're look, trying to figure out where the cheetah is. You're trying to like, you can't call the zookeeper because like, <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. But, but yeah, the group of friends, obviously, you, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You can go bowling. You can, I don't know why I said bowling. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head. Go to a sporting <laughs> event. Sporting event, go, go watch a movie. Or for for Edward's case, probably not want to go see a movie. <laughs> last time, last time <laughs> we watched a movie in a group. Oh, when was man. the last time we watched a movie in a group? I think it was Die Hard. No, nah, it wasn't Die Hard. Yeah, the free Die Hard as a group. Um, wait, maybe did, you probably no. We went did. to go watch that movie with Nelson. Toy Story? Yeah, it, it was Toy Story 3. It was Toy Story with Nelson. I remember because I couldn't Damn. stop laughing at the tortilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the potato head tortilla. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, crap. Dang, dude. That, that was 2000. I was on a... That was when I was... I was on a date. Yeah, you had to <laughs> You were the fifth date. wheel. I remember that. I was that. the fifth fucking wheel, It was me, bro. Nelson had Perla, and then I had... I was with Ariel. Oh, and- <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, ladies, if y'all are listening to this, I'm single. Yeah, you heard me. I was single. Well, I mean, then. I'm single. I'm now. single too. So, eh, you get better life. <laughs> yeah, I just that that the highlight was just watching Mr. Potato Head as a tortilla, and bro, yeah, Nelson, was, Nelson was getting annoyed of how much I was laughing. He's like, Hector, why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know why. And then the the Okay, I got. I can't. I can't be talking about this because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start going into a down, down world spiral of just laughing. Like you guys are gonna think I'm on that laughing gas that the Joker gives to people. But yeah, number <laughs> number one, number one for me is the groups. So yeah, the the good group, the happy group, like the group that knows how to have fun with alcohol, without alcohol, with actual, you know, everything. Just all they need is each other. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so that is the show. Thanks for listening to episode 57. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to Mackenzie um, over at Wilso Digital Media. Go ahead and check her out. Like I said, you'll 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 we'll be we'll be posting on on Twitter where you can where you can go check them out. Um, because you know she's doing great stuff. Go go ahead and support her so she can keep building her stuff there. Because I mean. And hopefully we can bring her back for a future episode as well. Uh, thanks again to Alexi Guerrero. Um, definitely on my bucket list of people that I wanted to interview. And uh, can't believe that it literally took the first message I sent to him to get it all done. So um, go ahead and if you guys haven't checked out, go check out the Soccer Cooligans podcast. It's it's really fun. Once again, you can check them out on everything that's you know podcast, or you can even see them on Fubo TV if you want to see their pretty faces. Um, or if you're a fan of BoJack Horseman, Alexa Guerrero is Eduardo and BoJack Horseman. So, <laughs> so you, you could go ahead and check that out too. 
Um, but yeah, overall, just thank you so much for for being in this episode. You know, time is valuable. Time is something that you can never t- get taken back. So that's when we always appreciate for people to give us time. Um, just overall. So thanks again to them. Uh, go ahead and check out their stuff because they're doing some things, especially Alexi Guerrero because he just started a YouTube channel that covers Arsenal. So they're doing some things, man. I mean, uh, Alexi's doing a lot of things, but uh, maybe we can see him. I know he's coming. I, I know he's he's, he's going to ha- do a comedy show here in Houston. So maybe me and Edward can go and check that out too. So, Hell yeah. so for sure. Uh, but yeah, we want to shout out the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. They have a bunch of great articles. They obviously check out all the great podcasts that are part of that network. Um, you know, we love our partnership with Belly Up. It's been, it's, it's cool to do this and also to still be able to do this with Unhinged. So also give a shout out to the Unhinged Radio Powered by Belly Up. We're essentially, we're essentially Michael, we're, we're, we're essentially Jordan brand. That's what we are. They're Nike. We're Jordan. We're under their umbrella, but we kind of get to do our own thing. And that's why we have the unhinged radio. Obviously, you can catch us. Our premieres on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, make sure you guys follow Radio Unhinged on Twitter at Radio Unhinged. So you'll be notified when we're live. Obviously, we'll be sharing whenever we're live uh, to you guys. But it'd probably be quicker if you guys just follow them. And plus, check out all the great programs that are on the radio, on Unhinged Radio, just like the original Unhinged podcast, like High Low Sports with Kelsey, like uh, football, uh, football, the Gridiron Gallery with Zach Kielman, which which is part of our Football Fridays lineup. So go, you know, shout out to to Zach. Sorry about mispronouncing your podcast. Um, you <laughs> know, the Bleacher Connections, J Dash Show, obviously Jim Murnay, that's his podcast. That's the founder of the uh, the Unhinged Network. Um, you know, all these great podcasts that we're a part of, man, go ahead and check them out because, you know, what they were able to do. And now to do this with Belly Up is just, you know, we're working slowly and slowly to get to where we want to be. And we do believe that these guys can get us to where we want to be at for sure. Um, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, ANG Graphics. They are the creators of the Insert Name FC logo. We love our logo. Edward loves our logo. I love my logo. Mm-hmm. Spencer loves our logo. Unhinged loves their logo. We haven't gotten an official confirmation from Belly Up, but we're just going to assume they love our logo. Um, you know, it, it. You know, we give it all to Alejandra. You know, the first thing you guys see from our from our podcast is our logo, our graphics. Um, Alejandra is the reason why we have the logo that we have, and you guys, I know everyone loves it. So, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. You guys need a logo done? Alejandra is your girl. Okay, I thought I was going to say something, but okay. And shout out to I I don't know, Edward, is is it weird to say our world? Our world? Yeah. Like our world or everything? All right. Shout out to our world, our everything, our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. He is, he, he just does everything for us, man. We, we, we love him. He's, he's our brother. You know, he's, he's unofficially, officially a Salvadorian. Um, <laughs> best way to put it. So, you know, he's, he's part of the family. He's, he's, we're bringing him over for pupusas. Like, 
this guy does it all for us and we and we we love him so much he just constantly pushes out some gems for us and and we we can't show him enough appreciation that's why we appreciate him so much that we've named after our player of the year award the roosevelt spencer's player of the year award um unofficially officially sponsored by chick-fil-a and uh you can follow him on instagram at that guy dope once again at that guy dope Check him out. Send him a message. If you guys need beats done, Spencer's your guy. You hear our beats. You know you want our beats. Let Spencer take good care of you. Yes, sir. All right. This is episode 57. Thanks for listening and catch us next week. Take care, guys.